So, we were all in school once, and usually at the end of the year, you get a yearbook. Yeah. And people would write messages in your yearbook. Right. So, a couple days ago, Hannah and I were talking about a certain person, and we were trying to figure out what their last name was, or if they were related to someone that we were talking about. So, I pulled out an old yearbook and found this person, but then I also went and looked at the messages that were written in my yearbook. So... Oh, she's got, oh, she's got the proof. I have it. This is a yearbook that was mine in 10th grade, 2011. I would like to share some comments from our special guest for the day. These are 10 years old, so. Oh, God. So they've aged one. So they have fine wine at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly not going to be cringy <laughs> at all. So you said, I have learned a few things about you. Here are the things you've learned about me. Ready? One, I will never ask you for instructions. Still true. <laughs> Two, if I think you're lying, I will stare at you and you might underline crack. You would crack. Yeah. <laughs> Three, I haven't laughed this much with anyone in my life. Still true. Four, you know every comedy movie in the world and quote them perfectly. I would add you into that. Yeah. Yeah. Our family in general. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's getting really good at it too. Oh my God. I the other that. day she pulled one and I could see the look of like proudness on her face when she got it right. That's so sweet. <laughs> And then I, like, am reading some of these of other people who sign my yearbook, and it's, like, inside jokes that I don't understand anymore because it's been 10 years. It's been so long. Like, let me read you one. It's been um, 84 years. Let me read you one I was reading, and I was extremely confused. From a, f- a f- girl that I knew named <laughs> Alyssa. Alyssar. That was the funniest thing that's ever happened in Spanish class. Now, if I burst out laughing in history or Spanish, it will be for that reason. I don't know what the reason is. I don't know what was so funny. I don't but- think knows yeah <laughs> yes yeah. she probably was like uh yeah. Alyssa, what what memory do i have of yeah. her let me think of something she was funny once in a class <laughs> yeah but like it's That's so her claim to fame it's so weird to go back and read some things that people wrote that you were friends with and try to decipher like what they meant or like what people thought of you at certain times someone else i know someone named wrote had some good times in math's first semester rating outfits learning to lie and copying my homework <laughs> was out for you oh i know yeah i was like huh okay i see it got a little little heated (laughs) hannah if you want to pull one of your yearbooks you could to see some of the messages that someone wrote you as hannah pulls that i do have a question yes do you think there was a 10-year reunion and we were not told (laughs) (laughs) no because it's not it hasn't been 10 years yet oh it hasn't been 10 years you graduated in 2013 (laughs) It's 2021! I was thinking about this, like, a lot recently. Oh, no. Like, a lot. Because I think the popular kids are the ones that plan on, like, the I think so. Like, lot. Facebook planning. Yeah. I've been dwelling. <laughs> Do you think we're going to get invited? I think. I don't know. Here's here's what I would like to do. I don't think I would want to go to a 10-year high school reunion. That's that fair. sounds horrible. But if we had a 10-year high school reunion that was just people we were friends with, I would go to that. Like, just a small, like... Hey guys, want to do a ten-year high school reunion, but not at the ten-year high school reunion? I, think I just, that's safe. I think like twenty-eight is a little too young to like go back to high school. I think maybe like post thirty is where it would be. So I don't think I'd go to a ten-year reunion. I don't know. I mean, I it, it depends. It would depend. Is this the yearbook from the same year, Hannah? Yeah, this is the same year. Nice. I got one that says, "Oh, Hannah, you're a freak." <laughs> 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 Wait. 
Did a friend write that to you? Oh, oh no! You're a freak, but you're super funny. So she <laughs> saved herself there a little bit. Okay. And then at the end, she said, okay, weirdo, bye. Did I sign your yearbook? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. We didn't not. really like I think, each other. Um, someone said that they liked when I dressed up as the Burger King man <laughs> cross country. So yeah, you did that do that. For me. You did do that. Oh, this one's like actually heartfelt and nice. Um, someone said, you little stalker, you. Oh my god. I just roasted myself on this podcast. (laughs) Once again. Again. I mean, is it really a surprise, though? No, it's fine. People are used to it. They know me. All right, well. (laughs) That took a turn. Anyway, um, our intro is now 17 minutes long. We're we're cutting out, like, half of this out. We're looking for a yearbook. Yeah, I was looking for a And talking about how much we hate men. Yeah. (laughs) And Molly. And exes. Yeah, we just kind of got on a tangent. I'm not surprised. I kind of expected this is how this would go. Happens every day. This is Research Rank Repeat. I'm one of your co-hosts, Alyssa. This is co-host Hannah. And today we are having another fun episode, but we have a special guest. This is someone I've known for over 10 years at this point, somehow. Was one of the first people to listen to our podcast, give us critiques and criticisms that we greatly appreciated. And she's here now, in person. She's here. Live in studio. Live in studio. Touching Hannah. Touch, literally <laughs> touching me. Your hands are Reach, cold. She's reaching oh. out and she's touching you. But touching not me. me. Touching, she's touching you. you. Her name's not Caroline. It's Audrey. <laughs> oh, you introduced yourself. Yay. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Very excited. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. If you don't know me, I have a terrible memory. So Alyssa told me I should relay how I've met her. And in fact, I could not remember <laughs> due to it being so egregiously long. I think I. You do the math right now as I um, am talking. But we, 15, 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. That's a lot. About 15 years. That's almost an entire high school experience. Yeah, we met in sixth well, grade. Birth to yeah. high school, to clarify. We met in sixth grade, beginning of sixth grade. Audrey did not remember. She remembered our second, like, meeting. Yes. So I, I appreciate that. But essentially, we had gym and band together. But we were in different sections. Audrey played the trumpet. I played the saxophone. They were not in the same section. And then, so we had gym together. We played on a softball team for a summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was catcher. Yeah, I have a very vague memory of that. Hannah wasn't on that team. Oh. Yeah. I would have been um, on, like, the younger team. Yeah. With my sister. Probably. I don't know if I ever played softball yeah. there. I played soccer with her. I don't oh, think okay. I ever played softball been on rival teams. Um, but what Audrey remembers, <laughs> if you want to you wanna describe what you remember being, then in seventh grade, we had English together. Yes. So... Wait, that was my entire memory. <laughs> that was it. That's English. It. Just, just that we had English. English. Okay, okay. I can I can give Wait. some context. <laughs> You're like, that's the memory. That's we had English together. That's, that's what it. I remember. Okay. So, I don't remember much from English. I will take us back to band, though, and mention that Alyssa bullied me in band class. I did not. Okay. Oh, this the was, rest of the class did as well. It was a fucking bully. Alyssa bullied me it, in band class. It was not a... It was a... I, I did not personally say anything. She can't okay. even get through it. I never said anything. I never was like, haha, Audrey, you suck. I was never like that. It was just kind of like a group laugh. It doesn't make it any better. No, it doesn't. Are just I know. As the bad. bystander effect. Bystander effect. But I, it wasn't like it wasn't like a continuous thing. I only have one memory of laughing, and that's it. 
one time. Otherwise, I don't remember anything else. How convenient. Yeah. Was, only one was, time. It, was it during my final exam? No. It was a different time. <laughs> no, it was a different time. Clearly, this memory is haunted you it was since not. Then. It was not your final exam. It was, a, it was like a different time, um, like earlier in the year. Okay. What, yeah. What's sad about my band experience, though, is the fact that I was so bad that I like knew I was bad. Yeah. But anyways, now I think I have asthma. I'll tell you guys about that more often. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Segway to asthma. Yeah. <laughs> Segway to asthma. But I'm blaming that on the trumpet. Okay, so Alyssa oh. met her, you know, then she bullied me. Yeah. Then in eighth grade English. Seventh grade English. Seventh grade English. Was that the year we did the uh, Twilight books or was that eighth grade? That was eighth grade. Oh, no, no. No, no. <laughs> seventh, seventh grade was the Twilight books. We talked about this. Audrey introduced me to Twilight. Right. Yes. We mentioned that on a podcast. Yes. So Audrey and I sat next to each other. That's how we became like better friends. We sat next to each other. She was really upset with my handwriting and she was trying to improve my my handwriting. It's about the same probably. I think it's better. Yeah. It may be a little I better. I can read that upside down. Yeah. I mean, we're fucking looking at it. Yeah, you I can't know. see this, well, but her I know she's very like, she's very always Audrey has always had fantastic handwriting. It's always a been loser, a strong suit. And I used to practice it. Shut the yes. at home. I mean, sometimes you need that. Um <laughs> I definitely did not practice my handwriting when I was younger, and you were encouraging me to over the summer. One of the things Audrey did that made me like her as a person is when we were still kind of in the like just school friends and not outside of school, is we had this advanced placement English class in eighth grade and you had to apply for it. You had to like fill out a form and like submit it and like be accepted into it. Oh my God, there's a ghost. It's the wind. I don't like that. I don't like the ghost. But anyways, back to back to what I was saying is, so we had to apply and then um, you got a letter, I think over the summer telling you that you were accepted into the program. So Audrey got my home phone number, probably from the school directory, called my house, asked me, she was like, did you receive a letter this week? Because she didn't want to just be like, oh, did you get accepted? Like, I, you know, she was very, she was very polite about it. She was like, did you, bitch, yeah. I got <laughs> No, did you get a, something in the mail? And yeah. I was like, I did. I was like, I, I was like, yeah, did you, I was like, did you? And then like, we had a lovely conversation on the phone because I had friends who were very like, they were like, oh my God, I got accepted, blah, blah, blah. And one of our friends didn't. And like, Ooh. I felt really bad. And I, yeah. I, I found when I was going through my like old laptop, I found a Word document where I was like, it should have been the way Audrey did it. She did it so nicely. And then my other friends were really rude about it. And yeah, so that was how I knew I liked Audrey. She was very, very kind and considerate about people's feelings from a young age, which I think is very important. That is very important. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Yes. I don't honestly remember when we met. I maybe just at school one day when you were talking with Alyssa. But me and Alyssa didn't talk when I was in middle school. Yeah. No, you probably didn't meet Audrey until maybe like 10th grade. That's when we started hanging out mm. outside of school. Well, part of the issue was... R.I.P. Maisie. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. We couldn't yeah. have people come over. Yeah, she was, <laughs> yeah. we had a fucking wild dog. Yeah. We couldn't well, have people over. We Maisie, just shoved her in the basement. She so had, like, I think our yeah. relationship yeah. was hindered. She had anxiety issues. Fuck that dog. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it just made it so people didn't come over very often. Like, I don't, I think you've slept over at our house, like, maybe twice. Yes. Ever. I mean, yeah. we didn't really, I feel like we weren't even that, yeah. like, we didn't talk that much, I feel like, until I was at Michigan State. Because mm-hmm. then we actually hung out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in the you came, you did come to some things in high school. We oh, had like I a pissed dinner. my pants. Yeah, in a corn maze. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I talked about them in yeah. the podcast because yeah. you know, um, I no shame. <laughs> we hosted like a fancy dinners in high school and you, oh, came, yeah. you came to one of those at Cassie's house. came to it. I lived at this house. No, it's at Cassie's house. You came to Cassie's house. We brought you to this event. Yeah. So you were thrilled about that. Yeah, because you were complaining the entire time and I was like, I am going out of my way to bring you to events because you're complaining about something and I was like, it's fine. It's fine. 
You were you were in an upset phase. I was going through some yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you paid yourself that yeah. Saturday. Yeah, it was a rough. It was a rough year. A rough life. For but me. anyway, so you probably met at some point. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe the time you pulled up to my house and said, get in, and then drove off while I was still getting in the car. I remember that. Good times. It was a good, good time. Times. The first time Audrey and I hung out, just the two of us, because I went to a movie with you and your mom. Yeah, in eighth grade. We went to Inception. Ninth grade, I came over to your house to work on a project. <laughs> remember when we we did that elaborate dinosaur project? Oh my like, god. Like, we made a PowerPoint. We dressed up my dog. We made a diorama. Oh we god. dressed up Ginger, Ginger. And then every other group just wrote something on a piece of paper. <laughs> like... And I think Mrs. K- she was like, I have to give them the highest score. Well, in so, fairness, yeah. it was like a hundred points. Yeah, it was a lot yeah, of so points. It was, a lot of, it was yeah. like instead yeah. of the midterm. I yeah. feel like we're just like proving the fact that you're like lightly losers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, I would say that I was definitely a loser in high school. A hundred percent. It's fine. I embrace that at this point. Audrey and I have spent a lot of time together. We've gone on international trips. We lived together for we two years. Lived together for two years. So there's a lot of, of things. Emotional baggage. Yeah. <laughs> you could you could say that. She's been mentioned on this podcast probably the most out of anyone. Just not by name, though. We talked about her with some word things. Um, Again, word flubs. It's a lot of emotional baggage. Yeah. A lot of emotional baggage. Exactly. Here. Just, you've been mentioned a lot. And my dog. And your dog. Your dog, yeah, Ginger. Yeah. Ginger. This Gin- is Ginger's, yes. this is the Ginger we talked about in the dog ranking. Yes. That we liked more than our own dog. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so we're very excited to have you on. And because we were having you on, we needed a category that suited you. And because if there's one thing I know you love, it's British things, but specifically British television shows. I thought you were going to say British men. I mean, British men as well. <laughs> we should have had a ring fucking British men. I, yeah, I know. We should have done it. that. But before we get to our actual episode, we uh, have started a, a speed ranking with our guest. So Audrey does not know what she's speed ranking. Originally, Hannah and I were like Taylor Swift, but you were already ranking Taylor Swift songs. So we couldn't do that. But we wanted to go on theme with British. So I would like you to rank some of the Queen's royal corgis. Oh my god. So I have a list of a few of them. You have Dookie, who's born in 1933. You have Crackers, 1939. Susan, 1944. Heather, 1962. Willow, which was from the 2000s. And her new dog, which is Mick, which is from 2021. I will give you the names here. You can rank them in any order you see fit, but it's speed ranking, so you just gotta go, just gotta go off the cuffs. Okay. So, at the, should I start at the bottom? bottom? Sure. Yep. All right. So, bottom of the list, I feel like an obvious one, Susan. <laughs> I have an aunt named Susan. I have nothing against Sue, um, but I don't think it's an appropriate dog name. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was Susie. Yeah, yeah. Susie. That's appropriate. Yeah. And maybe it went by that. Who am I to say? <laughs> Next is Heather. <laughs> and then we have Doogie at number four. Yeah. Um, I think it's Dookie. Oh, it's Dookie. <laughs> it's Dookie. <laughs> Yeah, the dog's name is Dookie. <laughs> Can we talk about the dog's name is Dookie? I cannot read your handwriting. I'm sorry. I, I was writing it quickly because I wasn't... It doesn't look like a G. I would have thought that was... It's, I thought it's, it was um, a U. It's Dookie. Dewey. Dookie is the dog's name. St- uh, regardless. Dookie. Dookie means something else Dookie in means 1933. Like, yeah. I know what it means now. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Britain doesn't mean... I'm assuming it didn't have the connotation at that mean, time. We hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe it was known for, like... That was known for Dukes. Yeah, <laughs> like, in the royal palace. I don't know. Okay. Number three, Willow. Willow got a high ranking because one of Taylor Swift's songs is named Willow. Two, I have... What I, so, it's... It, this is the name that's pronounced Mick. Okay. Mick. I think 
corgi puppies are probably the cutest thing, and it would have been a travesty to rank it any lower. However, yes, the number one is obviously Crackers. Yes. That is the cutest name for like a dog. Yes. Period. Yes. Yeah. It's adorable. Do you not have an ornament of crackers? I do have yeah. an ornament of crackers. Lisa goes, Audrey's going to rank crackers first because she got an ornament. Yes. <laughs> I, like, no. I have an ornament of crackers. Unfortunately, I don't have a tree ever. Have never. But it's in a box in my apartment. Yeah. To one day, yes. crackers will be on the tree. Yes. Audrey and I took a, a lovely trip to London, mm-hmm. and she did pick up an ornament of crackers at the Royal Palace. Which the Royal Palace knows how to get their money's worth. Yeah. They have monetized <laughs> crackers. The amount of consumerism and, like, how they sell their, their merchandise, like, it was a huge store. They had some expensive shit in that store, Hannah. Yeah, I bought a, a tin of tea because I was like, I can't spend, like, $60 on something <laughs> in here, but I need something that's going to fit in my backpack. Right. And exactly. I will say, like, crackers, wow. Yeah. yeah. They have, like, stuffies of him. They have, Oh, yeah. Clearly, they have an ornament. They love crackers. They have them everywhere. That was yes. fun. But, yes, so that's just to get you a little warmed get up. You in the mindset. Yeah. Real quick, yes. I have to admit something to you guys. Yes. I forgot to rank them, which is the entire <laughs> point of the <laughs> Literally the whole podcast. You know, I was going to text you to remind you to bring a note. Make sure you brought your notebook and also, like, just to make sure you were ready. Can Why don't you yes. rank and we'll explain what we'll we're explain doing. We'll explain what we're doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah you do that. Okay. Um, we are continuing our TV pilots. We have previously done ABC. We have ABC family part one part two which i will say our part one is surprisingly successful it's our second most listened to podcast episode i'm not sure why so but yeah tv pilots for me is one of my favorite ones to do just because i think it's fun to watch a variety of pilot tv shows we picked six british we did british tv pilot shows so the reason we picked this i thought would be good for audrey to come on is audrey loves british tv pilots but also when we lived together in college we watched a lot of these british tv shows together i Mm -hmm. think at least three of them we kind of all contributed i have actually seen all of these except for one okay i had seen four i'm all for one Except yeah. one. Except clarify. one. Yeah. All, was, was, yours also ki- was yours also Killing Eve or have you seen Killing no, Eve? No, I've never seen Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. Big okay. Killing Eve fan. Yeah. Yeah. So. I fucking love Killing Eve. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I told Alyssa because You've I. You've been telling me for like three years. I got so excited yeah. when I realized we were doing British TV shows because I was like, I can fucking recommend Killing Eve because mm-hmm. it's a BBC so show. So good. Okay. And I have to watch it. No spoilers, but me and Audrey's yeah. <laughs> probably going to be pretty high up there. But yeah, so we've prepared <laughs> six TV shows. We've watched the pilots. We've taken notes. We've take, returned with our summaries. Although I will say it was a lot harder to write the summaries for shows that are good. in this because all the shows we picked were good to an extent. I would say this is the strongest batch of pilots we've done. Yes. Considering- I mean, we had ABC Family. We had ABC so Family. Not much of a- So we're not going to give any background about just British TV in general. We're just going to do a background for the shows. Audrey has also written summaries, which is very exciting. We've never had a guest contribute summaries before. We've had guests contribute some background here and there whenever they oh, wanted fuck. to. But Hey, okay, she wrote some lengthy ones. Yeah, but she's, she's ready to go. So what show do we want to start with? Do you want to go in alphabetical order? Let's do alphabetical. Okay. Well, now i got to figure out alphabetical. So Dairy Girls was a sitcom created and written by a Northern Irish writer, Lisa McGee. It's set in Derry, which is Northern Ireland, during the 1990s, which if people don't know, the 1990s were a rough time, should we say? In yeah. Ireland, uh, there was a lot of conflict between Catholics and Protestants. The there IRA. was kind of like a 
is it a war like a civil war yeah we actually audrey and i not to cut into your background but we traveled to northern ireland Mm -hmm. and we went on a couple tours and we met a man in the ira (laughs) on a bus he said he was was also a man on a bus but he also he had a ring he had this like very elaborate ring probably just carries that shit around to tell that story well to tours probably but anyway we were in northern ireland and we learned a lot about yeah the troubles is what they called them there were a lot of bombings that occurred and a lot of violence that occurred um it was a very it was very um, conflict-heavy. There was a lot of violence, and uh, it eventually resolved itself, I think, before the 2000s, if I'm correct. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. But yes, that's what, around that time period is what this is based on. Right. So, the filming for this began in 2018. It's a show that's currently still running. It, there's a third and final season. It got delayed due to COVID, so it should be out, like, next year. Uh, right now, it's two seasons, 12 episodes, and the third season set to be released in 2022. Um, they always planned it to have three seasons and just ha- ended after three. So it's not like a cancellation. So the pilot had 3.28 million viewers. It aired on January 4th, 2018, and it was mostly filmed in Derry and Belfast. So they actually released a book. Oh. Um, after the show aired, they released it in 2020. It's called Aaron's Diary, an official Dairy Girls book. And it... Dairy Girls has become Channel 4, which is like an Irish TV, uh, their main channel, their most successful comedy since Father Ted. Okay. So the first season on Rotten Tomatoes holds, still holds 100% to this day. Wow. Um, second season holds a 97%. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. I wrote it backwards. I, I do that every single yeah. time. IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's the most watched series in Northern Ireland, which makes sense because it literally takes place in Northern Ireland. This show very hev- it relies very heavily on like dark humor, like sarcasm, everything like that. A lot of critics have cited that they really like the intertwining of like the political undertones and the comedy. And a lot of articles have kind of mentioned how people in Northern Ireland like how they've been able to give an accurate portrayal of teens' lives during that time, but also mix in humor so it's not so heavy. And it's also won numerous awards, the show itself, and then some of the actresses and actors have won awards as well. But yeah, that's background. On a side note, if you like the Great British Baking Show, they do a yes. episode and it is phenomenal. Alyssa hasn't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Hannah's been telling me to watch it and I keep meaning to and I keep forgetting to watch it. I've watched oh, it like five times. It's so good. Yeah. Okay, so now that's your homework. Yeah. Um, but Audrey actually introduced me to the show. I introduced Han to the show, and we also got her mom to watch it, and she loves Dairy yeah. Girls as well. I was going to say, I remember wait, before I watched the show, Alyssa said, Hannah, there's a character on this show that a scene reminded me of you, and it's Sister Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Michael is so incredibly sarcastic, but we should let Audrey do her summary yes. before we get into, into it because oh, we yes. have that issue with yes. our Halloween episode. Okay. So Audrey yes. wrote a summary for Dairy Girls. Audrey has prepared a summary for us. Okay. Based in the 1990s during the Troubles in a small town called Derry, this is a classic coming-of-age story. At least that would be the case if these girls and James were not so chaotic and real. We focus more on the crushes of the girls, friendships, and of course, hating on the Catholics than the war itself. Be ready to to laugh until you cry at their antics. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Do we just usually start with, like, any general General like thoughts thoughts you have about the pilot? Like, anything you wrote down that's memorable? So I was excited to come back to this because I've I've now caught up. I've watched uh, both the seasons. I I think I got through it last year is when I started watching it. And I hadn't seen the pilot since the beginning. And 
knowing the characters now, it was really fun to revisit and kind of get reintroduced to the characters. I kind of watched, I think I watched every show with subtitles. I've kind of really gotten into what, using subtitles for shows. I think it's really nice. I know when our mom was watching it, I told her, I was like, you should put on subtitles. Like, it'll help you a lot. Like, just to kind of, the accents are, are definitely a little thick. So sometimes at times it can be a little hard to understand mm-hmm. people. I think that's really nice. I like that subtitles are a lot more ac- accessible and available than they used to be. It's really interesting to have, like, a show set in this time period where they're able to, like you said, like take this really difficult time in Northern Ireland history, but also make it incredibly comedic because they do that so well. I would echo Alyssa and say that my favorite thing is having known all the characters um, like more because I've watched the show honestly multiple times. I thought that this pilot did a fantastic job introducing you to what every single character was about like you had sister michael you had the parents being chaotic you had aaron like yeah i just thought it was super good and um it it set up the theme of the show too as being like there's going to be one issue chaos is going to happen around the way like someone died (laughs) and like just absurd chaos absurd chaos and then it's going to be fine at the end and resolved yeah which is kind of the entire show Mm -hmm. and so i felt like it was like a perfect representation of it Plus the music is great. Yeah, that was my first note because I, I love the music and like the first song that played, I was like, oh yeah, I love the music. I wrote that Jenny is the equivalent of Molly, the American Girl Doll. Yes. Like, yeah, I just think it's like, this is my kind of like humor. Like this is what I love to watch. It's at times uncomfortable, but that's great. I love being uncomfortable in that setting. I love everything about it. It's just a great show. It's funny. Yeah. It's it's really funny. Yeah, I was really excited to see these characters again. And I, like, kind of remembered the pilot, but I didn't remember the specifics until I got further into it. And then I was like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I remember this. And then I remember, like, the the sister dies. Essentially, they're in detention. And this, this old woman dies. And they're like, Sister Michael walks in on them, like, holding her body. And James is, like, urinating in the classroom because they don't have a men's um, toilets in the school because it's an old girls school. And it's just, like, so chaotic. And I thought it was really well done. I think, like, saying what you said, like, it's so hard in a 23, 22 to 23 minute pilot to introduce, like, 10 plus characters and give them all, like, so you know who they are. But I do think, like, it does really, you know the essence of each character. And that's really hard to do. So I give them a lot of props for being able to do that. It's easier in a 40 minute episode. But to have 20 minutes and to do that successfully is really, like, impressive. I also think they set the scene great. Yeah. Like, some highlights include, I think they're hearing that a bomb went Mm -hmm. off or something and no one cares. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then, or, like, the parents are like, oh, my God, a bomb went off. But then they're like, okay, go to school. Get out of the house. Get on the bus. And, like, the armed, like, yeah, armed, yeah, armed officers get on the bus to look for bombs. And they're just kind of like, James is like, he's, he's us. He's being like... What's happening? what's happening and they're just yeah. like kind of sitting there like yep this is fine he's from england yeah. and he's like not experienced he's not yeah. used to it yeah. yeah yeah i i love that he's sent to a girl's school because they don't think he would be okay at a boy's school because he's english like that's the thing they're like we hate english the english <laughs> so much that it's like you'll be safer at a girl's school than you'll be at a boy's school any other notes Specifically, Claire, I think her reactions, like, her facial expressions are so great. I think that the actress knows how to, like, work her, like, mm-hmm. expressions and does it really, really well. Have yeah. you ever looked up Claire's age? She's, like, 36. Yeah, she's, like, the oldest, but she almost looks the youngest, which and is she, weird. And she just, it's like, insane. acts it so well. Yeah. Because to your point, like, Yeah, no, so I've looked it up and I was, like, 
She's in her 30s? Yeah. Like, because, yeah, she, like, I would assume she's the youngest of them, just based on, like, how she looks I think acts. James is actually the youngest. The yeah. actor for James is the youngest. The other girls are, like, late 20s, yeah. so. But yeah, um, who's your favorite character? So, for the pilot specifically, I picked Claire. They essentially get in trouble for bullying this girl, and she's like, we're not gonna break. And then they get in her office, and she's like, it was Michelle! Michelle did it! I had nothing to do with it! And she's like, Sister Michael's like, we all have respect for you there, Claire. Like, you know, I think it's safe to say. That- yeah. So that was my favorite quote was, yeah. well, I think it's safe to say we all just lost a little respect, <laughs> respect for, for you, Claire. Claire. Yeah. That was my so same funny. favorite quote. Yeah. So funny. So funny. But I think, like, again, like, her facial expressions are great. I think it sets up, like, her character and her, like, the way she is so well. Some of my favorite scenes later in the show are with Claire. Mm-hmm. There's one specific scene um, in the second season where she's on this mountain and like they're climbing up a cliff and she's like the Protestants are gonna kill me she's like he's gonna murder me and like it's so funny and she's so great um specifically I think of the show in total having seen the show Sister Michael is my favorite character but I love Claire in the pilot um I think she's the best character in in this specific episode yeah, I did Sister Michael, actually. I just, I feel like I relate to her. Just, like, her not liking people and her just being over shit. And, like, that's my favorite, that's one of my favorite lines of the entire series, which yeah. she said, well, I think we just all lost a little bit of respect for you, Claire. I think Sister Michael, like, to me is, like, it's nice because she just, like, she's in charge of this school and she's supposed to be, like, this high, high person of the school and she just doesn't give a shit. She hates oh, the yeah. kids. Like, she hates her <laughs> job. She hates her yeah. life. And I'm like, I relate to that shit. I did Erin. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think her actress is so good as well. Like, she's so over the top. Um, my little sister's middle name is Erin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, we had that extra flavor in there. <laughs> the diary, I was yes. crying. Yes. Like, the entire scene and just, like, how Erin thinks of herself as so important. Like, yeah. I feel like that is, like, I mean, it's crucial yeah. to human development. So, yeah. like, it's mm-hmm. just so real as, like, a teenager that, like, Erin really thinks that her life is and it's just so real. Yeah. It's so good. I think she portrays that awkward teenager so well. Yeah. Like, that kind of, like, when she's talking to, um, I can't remember what the boy's name is. Michael? Is it Michael? David. David. Or, or the guy, basically a guy yeah. she's interested in and, like, wants to attend her show. And he's like, yeah, you should come. And she's like, oh, me specifically? And he's like, no, yeah, you should all come. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, but again, like, just, just me. Like, just me specifically. Like, she plays that, like, awkward teenager so incredibly well. Yeah. We both did our favorite quotes. Do you, what, what was your... That yours? would be... So, I did, like, a uh, favorite scene for this one, which was that scene of, like, Claire breaking and um, Sister Michael's response. Like, I love that, like, setup, and then, like, the they throw it to you, or it's just, like, she's just, like, losing her mind in this room. Like, that would be, like, my favorite scene uh, quote kind of go together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my Specifically, my favorite scene is the detention scene. It's so chaotic. Like, they walk in, and the one guy's peed in the corner... The one's digging through her purse trying to find her lipstick. Like, the the other girl's, like, literally opening her eyes. Like, it's just insane. And it's, like, that's, like, to me is, like, funny comedy. Like, it's it's morbid because a lady's just died. But also, at the same time, it's, like, it's it's good. It's just good comedy. I did a favorite line. I didn't realize I had to do No, you can pick either or. We do, like, a mix. Yes. Yeah. And then the last question we do just for the TV shows is, would you watch it? Like, just based on the pilot, would that make you want to watch the show? I mean, I think for all three of us, since we've watched the show, obviously, like, I would watch it. Yeah. I'm assuming it's the same for you, too. I might go watch it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, because it's hard with, obviously, with shows I've watched continuously, like, it already answered the question of, yes, I would watch it. 
Um, but yeah, I just think it's an enjoyable show, and, and the pilot hooks you enough to want to come back. All right. All right. Uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Okay. So Doctor Who is a British sci-fi show that premiered in 1963. So there was an original run of Doctor Who that went from 1963 to 1989, and then it was canceled. Then they rebooted it in 2005, and it currently is still ongoing. So Doctor Who is an interesting show in that the main character has been betrayed by 13 different actors. Essentially, the first doctor was um, named William Hartnell, and he was sick, so they needed a way to replace the actor because they were still going to continue the show. So they decided to introduce an idea that this doctor, who is like a immoral or immortal time lord, could re reincarnate into a different body. That tradition has just been ongoing throughout the run of the show. So every time an actor is going to leave the show, they re they introduce a new character as the doctor. So throughout the entire run of the show, there have been 13 doctors. The current doctor is portrayed by Jodie Whittaker, who is actually the first female doctor of the line. All the rest previously had been played by men. So she started the role in 2017. All of the doctors portray their role differently. They're not all the same character. They all have their own mannerisms and accents and like backgrounds. So they're not like the same person, which I think is interesting. And so fans of the show are called Whovians. Um, it has a cult following and it also is a like very, very popular show in British culture. So it is currently the longest running sci-fi show in the world. Um, it is also considered the most successful science fiction show. They tried to reboot the show in 1996, but it was unsuccessful. They then were able to successfully reboot it in 2005. Just so you guys know, um, we did the 2005 reboot pilot. Um, so the one that premiered in 2005 and not the original 1963. There have been many, many spin-offs of the show in other forms, such as Torchwood or the Sarah Jane Adventures. And the doctor is usually accompanied by different companions to help um, with his his or her adventures. My voice cracked <laughs> really, really aggressively <laughs> there. Essentially, yeah, they're accompanied by different companions. Usually they're portrayed by women, but sometimes they're also portrayed by men. So the original pilot of Doctor Who aired late because it was right around the time of the JFK assassination. So in um, 1970, it transitioned into color. Previously, it had aired in black and white. There was a film of the show in 19, I think, 86 that featured all the previous doctors. So it's just like just a film that had like six doctors in it. I think it was called The Day of the Doctors. And the reboot of the show is a direct plot continuation. So it's not like a different universe or a different, different iteration of the show. Like it's a direct continuation. The revival of the show had extremely high ratings when it re-premiered in 2005. There have been 13 actors of The Doctor, as I have said. The most notable are, um, there's an actor named Tom Baker who portrayed a doctor in the, the old run of the show, and he was very well known for his, like, eccentric dress. The other actor who's really well known is David Tennant, who is the new doctor, one of the newer doctors, and he was, has been in tons of things, but Barty Crouch Jr. and Harry Potter, and he's been in uh, Jessica Jones, he's been in tons and tons of stuff. So the other thing that's really interesting is that there have been 
between 1967 and 1978, there are a total of 97 lost episodes. So the BBC used to not keep their archival footage of old television shows. They deleted things and got rid of it. So for a time being, there were 97 episodes that were lost due to either deterioration or being wiped from the drive. So one of those things that was lost was the first transition of like doctors because usually they have like the doctor deteriorating and then turning into a new doctor. And that first transition was lost. So they've slowly re-acclimated uh, and reclaimed some of the episodes, either from international releases or people's like, people just recording it on television, like having it on VHS drives or things like that. So I think they've managed to reclaim a selection of the episodes, but they still have missing episodes. They just don't have anything of, like you can't find them anywhere. So the premiere of Rose, which was the pilot for the new season of Doctor Who, had an average of 10.81 million views for the pilot. The show itself has won numerous awards. Um, it's a very well-known show. We, we had a friend in high school who was obsessed with Doctor Who. I did not you didn't know that. that. Yeah, she like loved Doctor Who. So I actually watched the first season of Doctor Who, this season. So I've seen this pilot before. I don't really remember it. So that's why I've seen it before. Um, I didn't, I really did not remember it. But before I get into specifics, I will give my summary. Who is Doctor Who? In this rebooted pilot, a young woman named Rose is faced with her greatest foe, living plastic. Incredible CGI and zany adventures await her as she stumbles upon the Doctor, an immortal alien dressed as a bad boy. Breast implants, talking goop, chain swings, and carnivore, con oh, and carnivorous gar garbage cans. God damn it. Carnivorous garage. <laughs> I'm going to get it. Okay. Chain swings and <laughs> carnivorous garbage cans will have you questioning how much camp is too much camp. All right. I got through it. I did it. Um, so I've never, I've never seen this pilot. Have you seen the pilot? No. Okay. I, I've never seen the show. This is like... I haven't either. Yeah. T minus one for me. I've heard a ton about it. You always hear about Doctor Who because it's still on TV. Yeah. So you hear about it. I honestly didn't know what it was about. Me and Alyssa watched this one together and I was like, what is it? <laughs> like, what is happening? It was kind of campy. Yeah. I would say. Super campy. Especially the, and I had to remind myself it was 2005 because some, me and Alyssa, some of the CGI was like, this oh is terrible. Oh This is God. <laughs> this is so bad. I was losing my mind at certain points where I was like, what is happening? So I have a few few comments. Yes. One, how did Rose not recognize that her boyfriend looked different? Right? It was a- Yes! I I wonder if it's supposed to be like a, like she's so self-absorbed in herself that she doesn't even notice. You know what I mean? Like, is it supposed to be like a sort of like how self-absorbed people can be that they don't, wouldn't even notice? I mean, he looked incredibly fake and plastic. And he also was like repeating things and saying weird right. things at dinner. And she just was like rolling with it. Like, yeah, whatever. It's I fine. I don't know. He looked nothing like- <laughs> No. I cannot get over that scene when they're at the restaurant. He's plastic. The doctor shoots a cork into his forehead and it gets absorbed into his mouth and he spits it out. What What is happening? What is this? The CGI is, is something. Again, I have to consider the fact it came out in 2005. They had limitations to how CGI could be used, but like at times it was so bad it's good, but other times it was just bad. <laughs> I thought mannequins was a weird choice to start. 
Yeah. It makes me, like, afraid of mannequins. <laughs> she did not have normal reactions the entire pilot. No, her boyfriend died. Didn't care. Died? D- didn't give a shit. She was like, yeah. oh, he's dead. Do I have to tell his mom? Maybe she was plastic. Um, the other thing is, like, she's in a basement looking for some guy who ends up dying. She doesn't care about that death either. Yeah. She's in the basement, right? And then the mannequins are following her, and she's like, ha ha, I'm sorry. If I saw yeah. any mannequin move, I'm if it out. was a guy yeah. pranking you, like, I'm out. Like, I'm sprinting out of there. I'm not, like, slowly backing away into a corner, like, uh, ha, ha, She's like, prank. yeah, waiting for Ashton Kutcher to come out with a punk camera. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't care if it's a punk you go. Which, maybe this is why I will never be the doctor's companion. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's interesting. I definitely, like, I understand the appeal for some people. Like, it's definitely, like, got the sci-fi elements that people like. The scene where her mom's at the mall, and there's, like, the mannequins closing in on her, and she's just like, (gasps) (laughs) she had a normal reaction, though. She had a great reaction. The mom was, was great in this pilot. I was really lost in the part where you had a flaming puddle of goo talking, but you didn't get any dialect from it, so you only had the, like, reaction from the doctor, and that's it. So I'm, like, lost. I did look up that this is actually a villain from the old series. Like, this is something that existed previously, so it ties in for people who are fans of the old show. But, like, for someone like me, who never saw any of the original show, to me it's a flaming puddle of goop. That's just going, and you're just like, I don't understand what's happening here. It's a lot. It's a lot to process. Yeah, I don't, I, like, at times I didn't know if it was meant to be funny, or if it's just funny now in tw- in 2021, yeah. watching a show in 2005. I think the, like, the audience it's going for, I could see them loving this show. Yeah. The problem is, I don't think I'm the audience it's going for, because to me it was like, I thought we had a, str- a pretty strong group of pilots, and to me it was like, this one just didn't hold up i mean not to spoil my rankings but this one to me did not hold up against the rest of the pilots do you have any other thoughts before we get into favorites i was gonna have one but i'll I'll hold it okay so i think my favorite uh character was the doctor i can't really pick rose just because she kind of annoyed the shit out of me the whole time and i don't know if that's how her character's written she's just supposed to be completely like oblivious to anything that's going on around her but i don't like people like that So I picked the doctor because I thought he was interesting enough. He's like an alien, which is cool. Like I, you know, I'm cool with aliens. I thought he was like, to me, the most intriguing character. So I actually picked Rose because I've actually seen some of the show, like a season. I remember really liking Rose. And I think she fits that bill of like human entering this like very weird alien world. And sure, she has a bad reaction to the mannequins, but she's also very brave at times, you know? She's willing to, like, step up and put herself in danger to, like, deal with the problem. You know, being a gymnastics champion or whatever that she was. You know, because she's portrayed as this kind of, like, teenager or, like, early 20s person who's, you know, just kind of not really going anywhere and has this boyfriend who's, like, fine. You know, he seems fine. And just, like, seemingly wants more than what her life is you know and like has this opportunity and i just like liked i liked that portrayal i thought that was really interesting and different for that character because i know they said that they wanted to have the companion be someone from like a lower income like working class background because that normally isn't what they did so i liked having that and i think from what i remember she like grows a lot throughout the show 
I also picked Rose, but I didn't read any of the background. Provided yeah. a lot yeah. of information. I'm glad I yeah. picked her. Yeah. 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 Take that. <laughs> Take that, Hannah. But I wrote Rose is my favorite, but options were limited. And maybe it is the show. Like, I, this is literally the only thing I've seen. Is Is it just the doctor and Rose and everyone else just kind of subs in and out? So, from what I remember... There are, like, I know her mom and the boyfriend, Mickey, make appearances. Like, they are recurring characters. But then, like, it's very, like, episodic. So it's, like, one episode they're here, another episode they're there kind of deal. And then I know Rose is still a companion to the next Doctor. So I think she's in, like, three seasons of the show before she, like, transitions out to another person. So, like, some of the characters are recurring, but the main like plot of the episode is kind of like monster of the week type deal with a lot of those like sci-fi-esque shows. Pretty like to me like pretty weak side characters because they don't get a lot of development as opposed to Dairy Girls where I felt like they would do a really good job of like boosting up side characters. I felt like Doctor Who just focused solely on the two which is fine for the main characters but you don't care about the side characters. I didn't care when I thought the boyfriend was dead. Because they don't give yeah. you a reason to care. He had just been introduced. He was kind of seen as like almost like a lazy, didn't want to hang out with his girlfriend type of boyfriend. And I'm like, you don't feel the need to care about him. So that's my issue, I think, is you really only had two choices in my mind. There was a line, um, Rose made an offhanded comment about like controlling the plastic. And she's like, the breast implants. And I loved that. Hannah and I were laughing so hard. I thought that was so funny. But I also, I can't get over the cork, how he shoots a cork into his head and it comes out his mouth. Like I, the CGI and the scene is so ridiculous. I can't get over it. Yeah. The breast implants line was my favorite too. Cause we actually like audibly laughed out loud yeah. at that. Um, I don't know if I necessarily had a favorite scene for this one. Yeah. I don't really have one. I did. I'm the doctor, by the way, what's your name? She said Rose. And he said, nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of cute because yeah. it was like a pause in the action. And it was yeah. pretty early on. And it was a good way to kind of introduce his, how his social side was, which is like, right. basically, he is alien. Yeah. yeah. You know? And one thing I did just realize as you were reading through um, the lovely bio, you mentioned mm-hmm. that the first reboot was delayed because of the JFK assassination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but Rose at one point mm. goes to a... Um, He's like a oh. fanatic, like oh, like that's a conspiracy. Right. Yeah, he was at the JFK assassination. Yes, they, like a conspiracy right. theorist. Yeah, conspiracy yeah. theorist. Yeah. You're right. You're right that the guy, yeah, okay. the guy was at the the JFK yeah, assassination. Like yeah. The doctor at, the JFK. JFK. at JFK's assassination. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. That's right. I forgot about that. Nice catch. I, I remember that. seeing that and I'm yeah. being like, "What historical event is this?" And then I was proud of myself for knowing what, it what was. historical event was. And then Alyssa was talking, and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect. This is perfect." Yeah. They might maybe they did that as a little nod to be like. That's a good nod, though. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. That's a good nod. Yeah. I feel like that's weird that we just talked about JFK twice. Yeah. Like, yeah. to me, if it's a coincidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe there should be a conspiracy theory. We'll yeah. start one. Yeah. We'll start a conspiracy we'll theory podcast. It. We're in. <laughs> so, would I watch this? No. So, I've seen, I have watched through the first season. I think I saw a little bit of the second season because I remember seeing a little of David Tennant and I never got through it. But this is too much of an investment for me because this show has been running from 2005 to current. That's 16 years. I can't invest in a 16-year-old show. Like, I can't do that to myself. Even if the equality improves, and I know they got a huge budget because it's still an extremely popular show, I just, like, I can't do that to myself. And I don't think I have the, like, interest in the style of show to keep me watching for that long, personally. So it's interesting you have that opinion because I also said, like, I'm into the concept of Doctor Who. 
in general. I feel like that's something I would be into. And I think it's cool that they kind of hint at major events like the Titanic, JFK, Mm -hmm. etc. And I stipulated I might continue to watch this, but I will absolutely only watch the newer seasons because I could not handle the CGI and stuff. Yeah. It was too... Over the top. It's yeah, brutal. so I'm going to put in the maybe category. Like, maybe yeah. I'll dip my toes in to the... I keep thinking his name is Dave Cameron or David Cameron. And like, I yeah. know it's not that. <laughs> da- well, David Tennant is the... David the, Tennant is, is the main yeah, guy he's right the, now. Well, no, he's not the main guy oh. right now. Jodie Whittaker, she's the main character, the doctor right but now. But he's the... But he's, like, a fan favorite. Like, people love his portrayal of the doctor. So maybe yeah. I'll watch his... Ma- his run. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I can't even promise one. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of, like, with Audrey. I'm like, maybe, because, again, it's a big time investment. To me, the the current season, I wouldn't have watched more. Um, I have a really hard time with watching, like, bad CGI stuff. And I know it's the times, and I know it's whatever, but that's hard for me. I do kind of like this kind of show, like, the sci-fi. It, it, it interests me because I think it's cool watching something that you don't... This isn't something that you just get to, like, experience, like, in real life. And it's cool, but at the same time, it didn't really hook me in the way that a lot of the other pilots did. Maybe maybe I would at some point, but I'd probably be with you. i just watch certain seasons. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We are now moving on to Killing Eve. Yeah. So this is a British spry, <laughs> British spy thriller, which revolves around the MI5, or MI5, MI6, essentially like the CIA, FBI of Britain. It's based off the Villanelle novel series by Luke Jennings. And each season is actually led by a different female head writer. Oh, um, okay. So the first season was Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who's really uh, well-known for Fleabag, her show Fleabag. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of interesting because they've had, you know, different head writer every season, which a lot of shows, I feel like they keep the same, like, head writer and they maybe add in different writers. Um, so this show premiered on April 8th, 2018 on the BBC America channel. It has won a Peabody Award, both Sandra O oh and Jody comer and i believe i'm forgetting her name but the one who is aunt petunia yes i can't think of the actress's name right now oh i can't remember her name that is aunt petunia yeah with the, the short lady hair and the one who works for the mi6 i think yeah i've seen the show so many yeah. times and i never yeah um anyway so they've all won best actresses awards um so they're going to have four seasons total they've had three released and then the fourth season which will be the final is coming out shortly I know. You're breaking my heart. This and Dairy Girls. I know. I know. I didn't done. know this. This is new it's information. Sad. I don't Google stuff. Yeah, I know. Both were planned, though, so they didn't get canceled. That's good. That makes you feel better. At least you get a wrap-up. So right now, there's three seasons total, 24 episodes. Um, filming took place in a lot of different places. Uh, Tuscany, Paris, Berlin, London, and then in future seasons, they go based... Like, it's very similar to the locations they're actually portraying in the um, episodes itself. And the pilot had 423,000 U.S. viewers, but in the U.K. it was seen by 8.25 million. It's a lot. Which for, is a lot. For, like, this time, yeah. A lot of stuff nowadays is streaming. Right. A lot of people yeah. don't watch shows. I don't really watch shows live anymore. I don't either. Our parents have a TV that has, like, live TV, but I usually stream everything. So the first season had a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes and 83% on Metacritic. There's been a very positive critical response to the show. Um, On Metacritic's website, they noted that in 2018, the year that the show came out, more of their critics put it on their top 10 list than any other show that year. 
Um, so the first season alone, the week- weekly growth rate... <laughs> Hold on. I'm getting Alyssa's blunders now. You're picking up on it there. For the first season, the weekly growth rate among adults was one of the highest of any show in the last decade. The finale had 86% higher viewership than the premiere. Wow. Which that's is a lot. kind yeah, of crazy. That's impressive. So Christina... Sorry, not Christina. Sandra O. Oh. Christina is Grey's Anatomy. Gupta. Sandra O oh was the first actress casted in the role. They casted okay. her right away. She thought she was going to be able to audition for Villanelle's role. She wanted to play an assassin. Yeah. And then she found out that they were basically wanted her to be Eve. Um, and then at that point, they auditioned over 100 different people to play Villanelle. Wow. And the first scene they did, which you will not know, but the scene where Villanelle and Eve are in the kitchen... Mm-hmm. That was a scene they did for their audition, and her and Jody had like really good chemistry, so they like gave her the job on the spot. Just seeing that, and then the next person casted was, I'm forgetting her name, but she's from Veronica Mars and uh, Good Place. Um, she plays a friend in the pilot. Uh, who works with her? Yes. Um, I'm not sure Derby. what her name is. So she was yeah. casted next and then everyone kind of followed. But yeah, I thought it was interesting that like they went through over 100 people before they found like the person. And yeah. I think she's like kind of perfect for that role. So do I. So yeah. that's actually surprising. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so that's uh that's the show itself right there. I have the summary for this okay. one as well. So Christina Yane has left the chaos of Grace Sloan Memorial Hospital and moved on to MI5. Tired of her boring life with her husband and looking for more excitement, she quickly gains interest in an unknown female assassin, Villanelle. Uh, side note, if you are squeamish about eyes, you should look away. I forgot to warn Alyssa about the eye scene and she was pretty pissed at me. I have a note that just says, you, not the eye, Hannah, no. An exclamation point. Because you didn't tell me someone was going to get fucking- that she left it? Yes. Thank God. Yeah, thank God she didn't, thank God she didn't pull it out. But there's a scene where she's, the Villanelle stabs a man in the fucking eye. And I, I almost gagged. If there's anything I hate violence wise, I hate things with eyeballs. The scene in Game of Thrones almost made me. Oh, traumatic. It was traumatic. No one told me that a man was going to have a skull crushed (laughs) through his eyes. Also a character that I liked. So I was very upset and scarred. And this scene was very scarring for me. I I thought it was the second episode. I was. Yeah. Mistaken. Well, it's not. It's yeah. the pilot. Um, I would be interested to hear your thoughts because me and Audrey have both seen this okay. show more than just the pilot. Um, so my first thoughts were that I said, Hannah loves this show, but I knew very little about it going in. I just, I knew it was kind of like a like spy thriller-esque show, but I didn't really know. I didn't know what Sa- who Sandra Oh was playing. I didn't really know the cast or the premise of it. I basically wrote no notes because I was so engaged that I didn't like write anything. I thought the humor was really fun. Um, I really like Sandra O's character, um, Eve. I love her waking up with her dead arms and is like, oh my god, my arms fell asleep. And like the whole premise being her drunk singing uh, Disney songs with her boss, like doing karaoke and them not taking the like deaths that seriously. I really liked Villanelle. I like I'm intrigued by her characteristic because there's so much, like, unknown with her. I love that opening shot where she's, like, eating gelato and, like, smiling and it's, like, I'm, like, something feels wrong here. And then she just, like, dumps it into that child's lap. And I was, like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? Um, I loved that yeah. scene. Yeah. When I first watched it, I died. Yeah. Like, the first yeah. time I saw that, I remember, I was the same as you. I was, like, something's yeah. weird. Something's happening. And then she just, like, just, yeah. like, dumps in this girl's lap. 
Like, and amazing. she got so much joy from it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. terrible. Yeah. But um, overall, I really, I really liked it. I was really engaged. Um, I liked the characterizations. I liked a lot of the dialogue and the character choices. And I would be interested to see where the show continues to go beyond the pilot. Yeah. So I watched this for the first time with my sister when I visited her in Chicago one time. And she loves Fleabag. And I've never watched Fleabag. But now I'm going to go home and tell her that Killing Eve was written by the same person. Because I think that makes a lot of sense. But um, I already said it. But that opening scene, oh my god. It's phenomenal. Similar to Dairy Girls, like the music and the costumes, fantastic throughout. Hot take. I'm not a Sandra O fan. Mm -hmm. I've That's never fair. watched Grey's. Grey's goes into the similar category as Doctor Who, where I think I am past yeah. past mm-hmm. the point of starting that show. Yeah. I yep. can't do it. I can't. Yeah. I don't mind Sandra Ovo, but I love Jodie Comer. So that's mm-hmm. why, I mean, we were kind of already talked about it, but I was shocked. Like, yeah. I know Sandra O is famous, but I don't know. I feel like Jodie yeah. does for me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Sandra O the first Asian-American actress to win... A gold, an, an I think it was a Academy Golden Award Globe. or a Golden Globe. It was something wow. specific, yeah, uh, for this role, like female, yeah. female, female, yeah, uh, Asian American woman for yeah. for Killing Eve, yeah, yeah. I think Sandra Oh. I think the problem with her is I feel like in the role she's gotten in the past doesn't allow her to really show what she has. I think this show does a better job because I've kind of been with you where I like Sandra and Grey's Anatomy, but I didn't think the writing helped her. And I think this show has strong writing. I think it gives her a chance to become, like, a good character. But to me, like, Villanelle is, like, my favorite. I love Villanelle. It's funny. I think it does a really good job of developing the characters. Because I didn't remember... I hadn't watched the pilot in a little bit. But I think even, like, the side characters, you feel like you kind of get to know them as people. Even her friend, Elena. Even you get characterization of her, and she's not really in it for that long. Is that Sandra O's friend? Yeah. Um, yeah. The one who works for, like, helps her in the... Gives her the well, croissant. Well, even her boss, who, like, has yeah. a bigger role later on. Right, right. You get to know him, like, with the croissant. Yeah. Also, he gives me a new uh, insult as of dick swab. Dick swab. That was good. You're I a dick, dick swab. swab. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, to me, it's, like, it's got a good mix of humor. It's, like, almost suspense because the part where she's going to, like, murder someone. But yeah. it's so weird because it's, like, you could pick up that she doesn't, uh, Villanelle doesn't really understand social cues. Because yeah. she has to look at a guy smiling at a kid to realize she should be smiling at a kid. You know, and that's how she gets it. And you keep seeing her just, like, look at people passing in the street and the way she interacts with her neighbor. And she's like, you can do it. Like, like cheering her on like a dog. Like, it's interesting and it's really... The pilot, I think, it can only go so far. But, like, to see her character development now, like, seasons in is really cool. But, yeah, I, I love this pilot. It's a fun pilot for me. I wrote that it's so refreshing to have, like, a truly evil female character and I think one thing that I appreciate in the show is that like neither her or um Eve mm-hmm. have mother instincts oh. which I thought was very cool and I thought they like kind of hit it hard with this pilot episode like for instance she jumps the ice cream she like has this little kid murder his grandpa yeah essentially like, yeah that's, like lure him upstairs evil to murder him yeah that you did that and she was fine with it and yeah. then like Eve doesn't have kids doesn't want them it's just like it's refreshing because I feel like a lot of other shows and stuff really moms focus on like the mom role yeah it's weird like that they do that but yeah like going forward neither of them ever gives that vibe ever no and i love it and i love that you get like two strong female i know you're like the pilot itself we're getting past the pilot at this point yeah but i just love the show i love that you get like two strong female characters who like are obsessed with their jobs yep and there's no issue with that it does not like they're 
had to give up on other dreams because they're obsessed with work. And I feel like a lot of times the women in TV shows who are obsessed with work are like seen as like these bitches who can't, who are like unnurturing like all the stuff because they don't want to have kids or because they are more focused on their job than like a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool to see that. Yeah. Um, do you have any other thoughts before I have favorites? one critique. Okay. Um, Sandra O, oh, or not, sorry, not Sandra, Eve, who's played by Sandra O, oh, at one point sleeps in a bra. <laughs> yeah, who does that? Who does that? Who does that? I know one person in my entire existence. I just, like, I always find that weird when movies do that stuff because it's, like, I always try to be so real. Why yeah. do you remember? Anyways, that's I only, a lot of yeah. I only sleep in a bra when I accidentally fall asleep without taking it off, and that's it. I don't willingly go to sleep in a bra. Like a nap? If I'm, like, like <laughs> in my bed, like, lounging, and I, I just pass out, you know. She just passes out. I do like, that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you just, I'm exhausted to the point where I just pass out. You know, I'm not ready for bed, but I have a bra on, then I sleep in a bra. But I, I don't, like, plan to go to bed with a bra on. Yeah. yeah. But in that case, she was, like, clearly, like, in bed, yes. ready to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's, I didn't really have anything else specific either. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? So I, based only on the pilot, I thought Eve was my favorite character. I liked Villanelle, but I feel like I don't have enough yet to get, like, a full picture of her. Because um, we just kind of get little bits and pieces here and there. But I really liked Eve. I liked her humor. I liked the way she, like, kind of carried herself. She wants more than, like, her job. Like you said, she's really bored. Like, I love when she's just, like in bed and she's just like oh do you want to have sex and then like then forgets and is like doing other things and she's like oh wait yeah just like her characterization i really liked in the pilot the way it ends is like presented with she fucked up and like mm-hmm. tons of people got killed didn't have enough security and wasn't there to protect like the witness um the heroin polish witness and i really liked her character i was really intrigued by the character of her so i'm curious to see like yeah how the progression grows I did Villanelle, but honestly, I just, like, I have a a girl crush on her. I always have, like, her outfits, which didn't really get highlighted in the Mm -hmm. pilot. But, like, to be honest, it's just, like, I just am obsessed with her, and that is where I'm going to leave it. Continue watching the show to find out more. She's great. In an evil way. (laughs) Like, I went so back and forth because I'm like, I think I'm picking Villanelle because I love her so much. But also, I think you get some interesting highlights of Villanelle at the beginning. Because she, to me, is, like, more intriguing than Eve was to me. And I remember watching this pilot and I, like, wanted to know more about Villanelle than I did Eve. Because Eve, you get a lot of her glimpses of her life. Mm-hmm. And Villanelle, you don't really get much besides knowing that she's an assassin and she's obviously, like, got some sort of, like, sociopathic or something in tendencies. Or narcissistic right. or something, yeah. And you don't you don't get to see. So I wanted to know more about her. But also, like, I just love her. She's attractive. Like, she's super attractive, the actress. Yeah. And, like, her character and, like, yeah, I just, I love her character. Yeah, so I um, didn't have a favorite line, but I had a favorite scene, and it was the opening scene where she dumps ice cream into a little girl's lap because I was, like, so off-put by it because I was just like, oh, okay, this is this is who this character is, and that's where we're going. And it was really funny. It, as an opening scene, I was very, very engaged by it. I have the bathroom highlighted mm-hmm. because that scene where they, like, meet each other, and she's like, wear her your hair down because she's just, like, <sighs> demanding. Mm-hmm. Etc. Right. Yeah. I think that scene holds more weight when you've watched the show. It does. 
but that scene gets me. I do love the opening scene because mm-hmm. it's like even the subtle stuff, like she wipes blood off her watch. Yeah. There's like yeah. a drop of blood on her watch right. and she just and wipes she it off casually. Off. Yeah. Um, and I also love the end scene with Aunt Petunia and Eve oh, in the grocery store. In the store. grocery store. Yeah. She's like, I don't think my yeah. husband would ever think I'm having an affair. She goes, well, you should make him think you're having an affair. And like, she's like, do you need milk? Like all this yeah. random stuff. Yeah. I could name like five scenes in that pilot. Yeah. Uh, favorite line is when she... No, she's like, no, I wanted to call him a dick swab. Yeah. <laughs> gets mad about it. I liked that. But yeah. yeah. Would you watch the show? Uh, yes, I would watch it. Because of the the minimal amount of notes that I took means that I was engaged and I was intrigued and it's a type of show that I like. And I've said that. It, like, you've told me about the show. You said you would like it. And I know I would like it. It's just one of those things where it's like sometimes it's hard to like get into a show and like get engaged when you're watching a bunch of other stuff. I mean, obviously. I've rewatched yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I'm obsessed with it. I would watch it. Yeah. A million times. Great. Um, so I think next Peaky is Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Yeah. So um, Peaky Blinders is a show that is a period crime drama set in Birmingham, England. First season starts in 1919 and it continues on to the 1920s. And I believe at the current point it might be early 30s, but I'm not positive on that. It premiered in 2013. It's loosely based off a real urban youth gang called the Peaky Blinders. There are currently five seasons. There is going to be a sixth season that is premiering next year, and it will be the last season of the show. But they also, but the creator of the show has also said that they're planning to do a movie to tie like everything in and end the show with a movie. So it was created by Stephen Knight. Season six was supposed to start in 2020, but it was delayed to 2021 because of COVID, as with a lot of shows. In sad news, the actress who plays Aunt Polly, who's one of the main characters of the ensemble cast, Helen McElroy, actually died of cancer this year. It's unknown what her role will be in season six. Like, had she filmed anything, what they're going to do with her character for the final season. Um, It's really unfortunate that she died. She also played um, Narcissa Malfoy in Harry Potter. Malfoy's mom. Um, I think That's it's Narcissa. Yeah. So one of the controversial things about the show is the family Shelby's Shelby the Shelby Thomas Shelby. I couldn't for some reason I was blanking the Peaky Fulcum Blinders. They are Romani gypsies. I, I don't, gypsy is kind of like an offensive word now, but at the time, I, that's yes, a description. that's what they, yes, so that's yes. Cool. at the time, yes. that's, at the cool time, that's what yeah. they were known yeah. as. But essentially there was some controversy because the production didn't hire linguists for the language because they speak Romanian in the first season, as opposed to Romani, which would have been the language that gypsies would have spoken at that time period. So it was basically broken Romanian is what they spoke. They later corrected that and have such, um, since hired a linguist to um, portray the language correctly. Killian Murphy, who plays Thomas Shelby, who's the main character, has said, it is said that he's smoked over like 10,000 cigarettes, herbal cigarettes for this role because they are constantly smoking. Thank God he's not smoking real cigarettes, otherwise he'd have lung cancer at this point. The show has garnered, um, garnered critical acclaim specifically for its cinematography and um, cast performances. The show has won many awards. It has an 8.8 out of 10 IMDb, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. So the pilot episode had a um, total viewing of 3.05 million views. Season one had a, like, in total 2.34 million. But season five it would increase from 2.34 million to 7.2 million for season five. So it is increasing in numbers throughout the run of the show. Jason Statham 
if you're familiar with that actor, was considered for the role of Thomas Shelby, but they decided to go with Killian Murphy instead. So Audrey has prepared a summary for us. Meet the Shelbys, a family gang called the Peaky Blinders, who are powerful coming out of the Great War in 1919. We follow the ringleader, Thomas, as he works to keep his operations and his town in line. An inspector from the Crown is sent into town to crack down on the antics of the gang, but Thomas and them have other plans to stay in operation. Dot, yes. Dot, 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 dot. dot, dot. The peak by order of the peaky fucking blinders. You just love that accent. I do too. I do. <laughs> you can tell I love it. I love it. Arthur, it's show. like awful. A peaky fucking boy. So this is the first show I turned on subtitles for. Do you yeah. remember watching it in our dorm? Yes. We could yep. not. I think I we watched turned, the first episode. We turned on subtitles. Eventually, we couldn't understand. I think it. around I think episode we had to come three. Back to yeah. It. I think in episode three we turned on subtitles and then we continued with subtitles for the rest of the well, show. Well, because we started like not being able to keep track of the plot lines. Yeah. Yeah, Audrey, we were having we couldn't understand what was happening and we were like, okay, we need we need subtitles. I just want to start. I, in general, do not find Killian Murphy attractive. Who has been a guest in her show has had told me in great detail how she thinks he's incredibly unattractive and has trout mouth. We've gone on length about this, but in this role as this character with his haircut and his style, he's like one of my top five, like the hottest actors. I don't know what it is for we've talked, Audrey and I have talked about this. Something, I think he's very attractive. Something about the haircut and the hat and the outfit and just like his character the of energy. Thomas Shelby, the energy does something to me and I need to discuss it. And I like, I just need to make it known that just like it works. It works. And I don't understand what it is because I look at him as just an actor in normal clothing and I'm like, meh. But then I see this and I'm like, oh, I need a fan. I mean, he's attractive, but I, yeah. You're not as impassioned. You're not, no. yeah. Okay. I mean, I think seeing him on, like, a red carpet, I think he looks more attractive in this role, in this show, than he does, like, on in, in street clothing on a red carpet. But at the same time, I'm like, meh. I look at him and I'm like, yeah, you know. Um, Yeah, I'm glad you told me to, because this is the first time I've watched this show. Yeah, you have never seen um, this before. Never seen the pilot. I'm glad you told me to watch it with subtitles, because that did help. I actually really enjoyed this show. Again, I thought they did a really good job of introducing characters it's weird because they're a family like a crime family but you feel sympathy for them i don't want to say it's nice to see like ptsd portrayed in people but it's nice to see because they did come from a war it feels realistic in the sense that like they would be going through some shit the guy um danny danny Mm -hmm. the guy who like essentially kills someone because he thinks he's on a battlefield he thinks the guy's like a bayonet i think that's interesting to do i it felt like a really long show where, like, they got a lot into the pilot, but it didn't feel confusing. Like, I remember watching the pilot of Game of Thrones, and I was like, who, who is this? I had to ask Alyssa every five seconds who this was. Um, they introduced a lot of people, but I think because it's focused, like, on the main family, you can kind of see, like, where everyone's linked. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was intriguing. I didn't really write many notes on this one, like, the same with you with Killing Eve, because I had never seen it. Very intrigued, I would say. I went and checked in my Netflix if I actually am all the way caught up and I'm not. I have watched through season four. So I'm not, I never started season five. I do not think I watched season four. Yeah. Because I, I'm kind of surprised too because I remember loving it and I kind of forgot that it existed. And I'm not going to spoil anything. Yes. I hate Grace. 
Audrey Audrey I hates Grace. Hate Grace. I have never hated a character. She's the, the blonde who is the barmaid. The barmaid. Bar I, yes. I have literally never felt such despise for a character you on a TV show. Hated as Grace. Grace. I, every minute she was on screen, I wanted to fast forward. And it's not like she's fine in the pilot. Like we're watching yeah. the pilot, I was fine with her. Just know that like I think that had something to do with me stopping watching. Okay. And I need to continue yeah. on. One thing that I'd forgotten, because again, I haven't seen this pilot since uh, college um, when we watched it. I think sophomore year of college. I really forgot how well the cinematography is. Mm. Like there is some tracking shots of Thomas Shelby on the horse that are really, really well done. There's some shots like with the industry, like, you know, people working on machines and things that like when I was doing the background, it was like it's really well known for its cinematography. I'm like, okay, yeah, I totally understand that. I also really liked all the character introductions. I thought they were really well done. I loved Aunt Polly's introduction. I, you know, Thomas Shelby coming in on the horse is really well done. Um, the theme music, I remember, super iconic. Yeah, it was really, really enjoyable. I remembered why I liked the show. I remember why we watched it. Yeah, I, all in all, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'll jump off of your talking about the cinematography to talk about the music and the general mm-hmm. flow to Hannah's point. Well, one, the music. White Stripes. I love the White Stripes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. I think I've seen them in concert. Maybe I didn't, though. Maybe I just saw Jack White. Because I don't think the White <laughs> One or the other. Same thing. It's, I don't know. Uh, he's he's um, the White Stripes. No, I do yeah. not know. Okay. I went and saw him perform. Yes. And big fan of them. The pace of the show was fantastic. Yeah. I thought that they did enough cuts that they managed to move it together, but I never felt like I finished and I was like, wow, that was a lot. Yeah. But at no it's... point was I getting whiplash yeah. or right. feeling as though it was too much. Because the pilot's about an hour long. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was super long. So. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Yep. My favorite character, kind of a tie between Aunt Polly because she's just like an icon and Tommy. Is mm-hmm. it Nick? Uh, Thomas? Th- Thomas or Tommy. Okay. Either way is fine. Um, yeah. I liked him because you got to see like, he clearly he's in charge of like this. I mean, he's not in charge. I think his brother's in charge technically, but he's really the one in charge. He's really the one okay. in charge, yeah. That's kind of yeah. vibe I got. Um, yeah. But you can see that he clearly cares about the people that are close to him, his family, um, his friend. Like, he does care, and I thought he was intriguing. Like, the opening shot with him, like, coming into that village, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, this is intense. But yeah, um, I think he's the most intriguing, but Aunt Polly just because, like, she's a queen. Yeah, I said my favorite character of of the pilot was um, Tommy Shelby. I But I wanted to make a side note to specifically say that Aunt Polly is probably one of my favorite characters of just the show in general. Um, I think she's great, but I think they presented him incredibly well in this pilot. Like, he just, like, rolls up on a horse. Just, like, shows up, rolls off, you know, you just see him riding on a horse. And I think that kind of sets the stage for him and like presents him and that's like all you need to know is just like by his like presence not even like with talking and stuff so I thought they did a really really good job with his character and setting him up and also like introducing like the PTSD and the flashbacks that like all of them are kind of going through as well. Yeah Tommy was my favorite one he's portrayed as the main character and I always kind of tend to choose the main character and he's very much the main character um, I think he's smart. I think he's cunning. And then I also think they portrayed him in a way that was, like, fair. Yeah. And so, for example, you um, know he's won, like, medals of valor in war. I think he saved Freddy. Yes, Freddy. Specifically. Yeah. Then he doesn't end up killing Danny. Like, he has a plan. Mm-hmm. And so I find that, like, very interesting because at the same time, like, 
I don't think we've seen it yet, but he's going to do a lot of really bad stuff. Like, they're in a game. Like, yeah. it's not, he's not set up yeah. to be a, a hero, outstanding yeah. human being. Yeah, they're going to continue to do a lot of really bad things. Yeah, so yeah. I just felt like that was super interesting because they kind of gave you that whole aspect. Right. Uh, I didn't write down a favorite line, but my favorite scene was going back to cinematography when, what's her name, the lady you don't like? Grace. Grace. When, uh, Grace's introduction, when she's walking down the road and, like, the green coat is just a back, the shot of her back with the music and, like, it's just silence. Like, I thought that was, like, to me the most stunning scene of the whole entire show. That's part of my issue with Grace, though. She would not be dressed that way. No. (laughs) See, I don't know know. Grace. I have have a lot of Grace hate. I have a lot of it. If you ever want to touch base later. Yeah. If you continue to watch the show and you need to, to need to talk about some things, Audrey's got you. We had a lot, we had a lot of conversations. It was like after every episode, I would just like rampage on Grace. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had many a conversation about Grace. she's so beautiful. Yeah. Her style is great. Her green coat. Yeah. So, um, I also didn't have a favorite line, but I said my favorite scene was, I really, really liked the outdoor tracking shots. I thought they were really well done and really well set up, but I also really liked, as a character introduction, I really liked Aunt Polly's introduction, where she's literally just pointing a gun at John, and it was like, you left this fucking gun out by a child, what are you doing? Like, get your shit together. She's kind of like the matriarchal, like, lead of the family. Like, clearly she's not in charge. Because, like, they're using his comment where she's like, we were running this shit while you were at war. And he's like, well, we came back. And it's like, okay, well, what well, well, what does that mean? We're still, again, we were running this shit while you were mm-hmm. gone. Like, we had yeah. this, like, unlock. And I think it kind of sets up her role within the family that will continue throughout the show. I did have a favorite line. And it was, yeah, but we ain't IRA. We bloody fought for the king. And it's John Shelby said that. That was my favorite line because I always think it's funny when people that are bad think other people are worse. Yeah. Like, yep. and I just think that dynamic is hysterical of like, yeah, but we're not IRA. Yeah. But, well, we're not that <laughs> but bad. But we're not, we're not IRA. Yeah. Right. So, right. like, do we have razor blades showing yeah. or sewn into our caps? Absolutely. But we're but. not IRA. So. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we're fine. You yeah. Know, we good. So, I just, I just think that's funny. Yeah. When I watch it again... Yeah, I would continue watching the show. I This is a show I've been meaning to watch. I texted you a while back saying I was going to watch it. I never did. I got busy. It's a show that definitely, like, it, to me, it's intriguing enough to make me want to watch. And I, I already care about the characters after a pilot, which to me is, like, that's what I'm looking for in a show. I want to care about the characters. So, yeah, I would watch. Yeah, I, I said I would watch it. I'm not caught up, but knowing that season six gonna be the last, is that is going to be the last season, I am probably gonna rewatch the show before it comes out next year, just because I am behind. And also I know Anna Taylor-Joy is in the show. She has a role in season five. And also the guy who played Finnick in The Hunger Games, who I think is really hot, is also in the show and in season five. And I'm just like, hmm, intriguing. I'm interested. So I plan to rewatch the show at some point before season six starts. I think it's like during the summer next year or something like that. So, yeah. Now that I know there's a final season, I will be rewatching this remote yeah. show. In my notes, I wrote, if Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy was not a smoke show, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Because <laughs> I feel like yeah. it was like kind of like every other period piece so far, at least just the pilot. Like, I agree with you. It's yeah. super well done, but mm-hmm. I can only watch so many period Yeah, so many period pieces. pieces. Yeah. That's fair, yeah. But he is a smoke show, uh, and I did, in yeah. fact, continue to watch it. Because of that. Despite yes. Grace's presence. Despite Grace. Yeah. Despite you, Grace. You, you, yeah. Let's, let's reflect. Audrey hates Grace, but she watched at least three seasons of the show. I watched a lot yeah. of her. Yeah. I mean, spoiler, Grace appears in a lot of the show. <laughs> Not giving spoilers for anything else, but she does appear in quite a bit of the show. Okay. So, so we got Sherlock. Yes. Sherlock next. 
Okay, so it's a British crime television series based off of Sir Arthur Conan Conan Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes uh, detective stories. The show itself was created by Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis, I believe it's called. I believe sure. it's pronounced. Sure. Called. Sure. That's, um, yeah. Acceptable. So it's 13 episodes and it's four three-part series. So basically the way they do the show is they release three 90-minute episodes a season. About three. Um, the show's actually aired from 2010 to 2017. And it's set play- It's set in present day as opposed to Sherlock Holmes, which is set in the past. This is like a modern take on Sherlock Holmes. It's produced by BBC. It was filmed primarily in Wales and London. It's been nominated for and won numerous awards for the show as well as the cast itself. The third series specifically became UK's most watched drama series since 2001. Both of the creators were writers for Doctor Who. Okay. I thought was a nice connection. Um, so originally the show was supposed to be a series of 60 minute episodes. It was supposed to air in 2009. Um, they filmed the pilot and it cost the show about 800,000 euros um, and the pilot was considered a potential disaster at that point. Uh, they basically reworked the entire pilot, decided to make it the 90-minute variety, and re-release, or not re-release it because they didn't release the original version, but they released it in 2010. It aired on July 25th, and it had 8.7 million UK viewers. I couldn't find US numbers, just the UK. First season has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. The first three seasons were very highly regarded. They had, on average, like an 85 to 90% on Metacritic. The fourth season, though, has taken quite a dip in the, like, ratings. I've only seen the first season, so I don't know. So I I have not seen season four, but from my understanding, it became very fanservice-y. Like, they really went all in on, like, fan service, and it just, like, didn't have... What is fan service? So like, you're basically tailoring it towards... So it's, like, people might have certain pairings that they like, like, certain relationships. They're, like, oh, I wish this person would be with this person, or I want to see this thing, and fan service is when, like, shows do these things because fans want them, specifically not because they're writing the show that way. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes it hurts the show because they're not writing what's best for the show. They're writing what they think the fans want. Got it. And yeah. it doesn't always work. And it doesn't always work. Um, right. I find a lot of, like, a superhero shows do that. Yeah. Like, or they don't. The C- or, yeah, or they don't. <laughs> the CW shows. is At least what I've heard for Sherlock is because it had a really strong cult following. Like, people were obsessed with this show when it was out and running. And it got to a certain point where they just, like, fans want this? Sure, let's do it. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Um, so they have announced the potential for a fifth series. It was supposed to, like, the fourth series was supposed to be the last, but they said if, if, uh, what's his name? Benedict. Benedict and the other main guy, I can't think of his name. Martin. Yeah, Martin. (laughs) Martin Freeman. Yeah, so if they're both available, they would like to do a fifth series. Okay. But yeah, so that is, um, Sherlock, and I, I wrote this one. Yes, Yes, you wrote the summary. Okay. One is a former doctor in the military. One is a mastermind detective. Together, they form an unlikely partnership, work, and potentially romantic as well. (laughs) Sherlock works to solve a mass suicide murder that makes me never want to take a cab again. Uh, In true Princess Bride fashion, the victims are forced to pick between two pills, Mm -hmm. one poisonous and one not. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I wrote a Princess Bride note. Yeah, I, I knew wrote you, yeah. Princess Bride vibes on. Yeah. I just watched the Princess Bride. Shout out to Delta Airlines. That's who yeah. I'm going to sponsor this <laughs> episode. Audrey, uh, because yeah. you know, <laughs> you like to plug Delta. Yeah, yeah. To Delta. Plug Delta Airlines. As we know, you never mess with a Sicilian when death is on the you line. You don't. Yeah, you don't do it. And they have that for free on Delta flights, and I've watched it two times <laughs> in the past year. Did you know that Hannah doesn't like The Princess Bride? I've come around on what? it. I've come around on it lately. So I used to hate here, it. Here's the thing. Hannah had a string of movies that she said we watched too much, including Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Princess Bride, a few others. So she said we watched too much and then therefore she hated. But also on the other half of the coin, Hannah had what movies she watched like hundreds and hundreds of times and loved these movies. And somehow that was fine. Can you give an example of that? Two Brother Dozen. Two Brother Dozen. So Hannah, were you just not at the... Um, frankly knowledge base to I appreciate the princess bride i think i didn't when i was younger i didn't like a lot of movies that were like set in older time periods oh interesting yeah i was very much like present day yeah i love present yeah. day stuff you were here and you were now yeah, yeah. You were talking about Peaky Blinders being, like, a period piece? Yeah. And I was just thinking about, like, the fact that I don't watch a lot of period piece stuff still to this day, which mm. I don't know why. Have I don't know what... Have you watched Pride and Prejudice? I mean, I've seen, like, a little bit of the movie. But oh! I've heard, I've heard, I know, yeah. I know. I've heard a lot. I've heard a yeah. lot about it. It's on my list. Audrey loves Pride. It's I one know. of her favorite thing, media, media, books, and media of all time. Depression Girl Autumn. There's <laughs> yeah. literally a TikTok thing where, like, yeah. people are, like... Depression Girl Autumn is here at Depression Girl Winter, yeah. and it's yeah. them turning on Pride and Prejudice because it's yeah. snuggle season. Yeah. 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 yeah, You sent me a, a photo of you watching Pride and Prejudice, I think, this year. I, d- I yeah. think I did also I think it watch was earlier this year. this year. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, so I was never huge into period pieces, but I will say the last time I watched Princess Bride, I think I told the list that it was not as bad as I remember it being. Yes. Well, but you're more. flying on Delta Airlines. Delta Airlines. <laughs> you watch Princess Bride. Anyone at Delta, we would love a sponsorship. Dude, oh, yeah. Dude. send us the cookies. We love them. Oh my god, those biscuits. Pretzels. No, <laughs> no. Biscuits. We want those fucking sour cream and onion pretzels. Aer Lingus. Give us those. Th- Is give Aer Lingus us- with Delta? Maybe. I don't think so. Don't know. It was out of Toronto. I think she's just saying shit now. Aer Lingus, if you want to sponsor us, you have these sour cream and onion pretzels that we had on your flight and I've literally bought in bags of them and sent them to Audrey and myself yeah. to eat. From England. From England. Yeah. Like you have to have them special order yeah. and shipped over to the United States. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, please sponsor us with these pretzels. We will gladly sample them and give you our thoughts for the podcast. We're still we'll- looking for the Tito's sponsorship. Yeah, we still want the Tito's sponsorship. <laughs> we can call them out an episode now. Tito's Vodka from Austin, yeah. Texas. Yeah. yeah. Please sponsor us. I've never been there, but I'll go there <laughs> to get the sponsor. To get the sponsorship, I'm there. Don't worry, I'm um, there. So we've all seen this pilot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't remember like because I, I mentioned the thing in my summary about how like romantic partnership because they mentioned like yeah. seven or eight times how they thought they were a couple. And I don't remember that yeah. from the first time I watched it. That was a big fan thing. People wanted them to be a couple. Okay. I like, I don't know, I don't like know what to say about it because it's weird. There are not a lot of shows that like the episodes are like a movie length. There's only three episodes a season. It's essentially a standalone movie, but in the form of a television show. Um, it was really engaging. I remember liking it when I watched it the first time and I still liked it this time. Our mom watched part of it with us and she was like commentating. She was like, it's the taxi, the taxi drivers, they're visible. And I was just like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, yep, you're, you're right, mom. You're, you're right. I really like the 
portrayals of those two characters because again like this is a character that's existed since the 1800s early Mm -hmm. 1900s and there's been so many different iterations you've got the several years before you've got Robert Downey Jr.'s version who's this like really charismatic people person you know like he's just just like this intelligent like charismatic man but here you get this version where he's kind of portrayed as maybe being a little on the spectrum like he has hard times with interpersonal relationships like he just doesn't get normal social cues and things and he also doesn't care and certain people you can tell like don't understand or don't get that but like Watson seems to be able to connect with him on a level that other people can't and I really like that portrayal of these two characters in this like modern day take I think that's really interesting um because a lot of people I know really don't like Sherlock because he's a lot of people seem as like really arrogant and really rude and really off-putting but like I can see he's just like thinks of things so differently than other people do that it can come across as like and be portrayed in these ways that like he's not intending it to be that way so I think it's interesting to have that portrayal of him So something I learned that Alyssa, you will like, is that detective... I feel like nowadays we're so used to seeing detective trope Mm -hmm. in movies, TV show, books, Mm -hmm. etc. Like, it's kind of, you know, could consider being overplayed. But did you know that the first ever successful detective anything was by Edgar Allan Poe? Mm, Did not know that, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Yeah. and you really liked him. Yes, I do really like Edgar Allan Poe. I like them doing a 90-minute segment for the context of this show because I think if you're going to tell a whole murder mystery in a show, if you do it in a 40-minute segment, that's really hard to do. Unless you're doing it as the whole show, like the whole season of a show. The way Sherlock works is it's kind of like, do the case, wrap it up, go to a different case. And so I like getting a 90-minute episode. I was really surprised at how quickly it went by for me because I felt like we were sitting there and I was like, oh, it's an hour and a half. This is like a movie. We watched a movie the night before and it felt like it was three hours. Granted, it was a horrible movie, but you know. (laughs) Yeah, it was not a good movie. It was a Hallmark Christmas movie. So I think it really works. I think it went by so quick. I think the humor is really smart. The writing is really smart. I love watching Sherlock break down how he inferred different things. Mm-hmm. There was a scene where he was like in a cab and he was like explaining how he knew everything. Um, I love to see that. I, I love the characters. I even think the side characters get good uh, development because you have an hour and a half. You yeah. have a long time developed characters. Like the neighbor gets a lot of development. The the main police detective he works with and even like Anderson who gives yeah. me like a Michael Toby vibe <laughs> yeah. like with the yeah. relationship. Um, I love that and I remember liking this pilot when I watched it but I think I have a much bigger appreciation for it now as like being older and like being more appreciative of how much they really put into the characters and into the writing. I agree with you. I loved how they showed the deduction. Specifically I'm going to call out when he's examining the woman in pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And words are flashing up, like, wet, dry, wet, dry. Because it's very basic. Like, I feel as though I could have done that exact same exam, and I wouldn't have. Or, like, the rock and, like, the Rachel, like, just being like, what's this word? I did have Rachel. I saw rock. And and I don't know if, like, maybe if I was English, I would think of the German word. But, like, at no point. Yeah, Yeah. no point was a, like, German word. I was was just like, Rachel. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's clearly a Rachel. But, yeah, I like how they did that stuff. I thought it was great. And, I mean, even your mom got it. And, you know. I think that's kind of cool how a TV show, because I too was getting excited. I had forgot I had watched this, I don't know, a long yeah. time ago, so I kind of forgot. It, yeah, like at certain at certain point I was like, oh, that's what the plot of this episode is. Like I kind of yes. like was remembering things as we went, like, oh yeah, it was it was a cab driver and it was like the pills and he made you play a game. And I was like, tr- like bits and pieces were coming back as I was watching it. Yes. Yeah. And I felt like I could solve it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like shows when you have to think during it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love shows when you, like, become involved in the show because... Some shows you can sit there and you can watch and it becomes like mindless because you don't have to pay much attention where I feel like this show you're trying to become invested because you want to figure it out before he does, before Sherlock does. And that's why I appreciate a show like this because it's more than just watching, sitting there and watching a show and just like forgetting the dialogue and forgetting everything. Yeah. And I, um, I also just wanted to say, cause we talked about this with Peaky Blinders, but I like that you have this Watson being portrayed as like someone who's experiencing this PTSD Mm -hmm. from his experiences in Afghanistan is trying to, like, return to form and, like, how his limp is psychosomatic and his hand doesn't shake when he's in stressful situations because, like, he likes that and he wants that and hasn't had that in a while. And I really like that portrayal. Like, he's, he is seeking out adventure. Like, he's seeking out the danger and wants that. So that's, like, that's who he is. I thought that the cinematography, the music, the coloring... Mm -hmm fantastic i liked um how pale all of them looked because i feel like that's like a very english like it wasn't as though it was the one sunny day in london yeah (laughs) you know and i kind of hate when tv shows do that especially in london like london is when yeah (laughs) when does that happen i don't know because when i was going into it i couldn't really remember a lot about it and i was like i don't know if i'm gonna dig an hour and a half episode because for me it's like 42, 40 to 42 minutes is like a sweet spot for me. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I like the 20 minute episodes depending on the show, but it's a sweet spot for me. And to have double that, even more than double that, seems like a lot, but they did it in a way that's so like well done that you don't realize it's an hour and a half. Yeah. 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 I really liked it. So um, my favorite character from the pilot was actually Watson. I really like both of them and I like their dynamic, but I really liked this portrayal as Watson as this like kind of straight man to Sherlock Holmes's like eccentricity. He's a military man. He's coming back from war. He holds himself in this like very stern kind of like no nonsense position, but then he meets Sherlock and he's like impressed and he's like amazed by like his deduction abilities. Cause you know, when he's like, usually when I tell people, they tell me to piss off when I like do this deduction stuff. Well, he's like, that's amazing. Like, I love that. And he's like fully in on the weird shit he's doing and fully in on it. And I just really like his portrayal and like the PTSD and him like, you know, your your therapist says that your limp is psychosomatic and then Sherlock's like, I had to prove a point, so I had us chase this cab because I knew you'd leave. Like, you don't need your cane because you. it's like you're not limping, you're not injured. So I just, like, I really liked that dynamic and I really liked Watson in this pilot. So I picked him as my favorite. Yeah, I did. I went with Sherlock. Um, I went back and forth, but I think to me it's like Sherlock to me was the most interesting character. He's very much like doesn't know how to relate with people just, like, on a personal level. Like, he understands how to read people really well. And I think it's always, like, a thing that people who are very introverted can read people really well but can't interact with people that well. And so maybe it's, like, I see a little bit of myself in him and, like, being more of an introverted person and kind of picking up on cues that people, like, will say. Um, But, yeah, I think Watson's a, a good character, too. I think it's interesting... I don't know if you could qualify both characters having some sort of, like, mental, like, illnesses or, like, mental, maybe el- mental illnesses, I would say. In, in a 2010 show, you didn't get that a lot in the 2010s. Or it was, like, in a very negative light. And so I think it's cool to see both of these characters kind of struggle with their own internal 
battles, I guess. But yeah, I think Sherlock to me is just a little bit more intriguing in the pilot itself. I forgot to choose one. So I've been <laughs> listening to uh, both of your deductions. Yeah. I was 100% with you, Alyssa, but I think Hannah yeah. has swayed me and I am going to go with Sherlock. Yeah. It, I mean, it was tough. Like it's a, this is probably the hardest decision for me was picking between the two of them. So yeah. I had a better pitch. Yeah. I got so absorbed in the show. Like I was surprised how much I liked. Yeah. Similar to you, I sat, candidly sat down this morning and was like, oh, am I about to spend yeah. an hour and a yeah. half doing this? And I was so tired out of taking a nap afterwards. Yeah. It went by so fast and then I was trying to watch other episodes. But they're not free. They're not free. <laughs> <laughs> Pay for yeah. them on our, buy them on our YouTube. Oh. Sorry. They're not, they're not free. But point being, I'm going to hunt it down. Yeah. Okay, so Sherlock is available on the BBC website, but you have to be based in the UK, so maybe you just... You use a VPN. You use a VPN, a VPN to go from the UK. In the UK. And then you can have access to it. Just you heard v- it here on R3 Podcast. Sponsored by VPN. <laughs> <laughs> not not sponsored by VPN. <laughs> we are not advocating for illegal viewing, but is it illegal if you're if you are in the UK? Audrey was in the UK, so maybe oh, she just watched Sherlock while she was there. I feel as though I've missed an opportunity. Yeah. I think you did. That was a real, was a <laughs> real misstep. You really uh, screwed the pooch on that one there. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite scene is um, I really enjoyed the all the analysis Sherlock did. So specifically the one of Watson in the car and then also the examining the woman in pink in the um, apartment. I just really liked the zooming in and the words kind of appearing on screen and just like it felt very chaotic, but controlled in a way. Like you're seeing everything that's going through his mind like really rapidly, but you're also able to follow it. Like you're like, okay, that's where that is. That's where that is. And like, you can kind of pick up on what he's experiencing and they do it in a really interesting way that I think works for an audience. What was crazy to me about the taxi scene was the fact that it wasn't just him like remembering streets. It was remembering all the one ways, all the shutdowns, all the traffic, the yield signs. And it was I mean, they were running for a decent amount of time, so I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. I agree with you, Alyssa. Um, I actually went with the scene where he, like, realizes it's the cab driver. Okay. When he comes up the stairs and he's, like, going through his head, he's like, who would you trust? Who can, like, hide in plain sight and people Mm -hmm. will trust? I got, that's the only time out of any of these pilots that I got chills. Like, I literally got chills and I loved that. I loved all the, like, both those scenes (laughs) were amazing. Anything with the cab, anything with him analyzing. But yeah, just like that, that silence when he realizes and he, like, silently just goes with him. Like, he doesn't want to tell anyone. I didn't really have a favorite line necessarily. Yeah, I didn't either. Mine was a piss off. Yeah, piss off. Yeah. Or like Anderson where he's like, Anderson, turn around. Like, I can't look at your face right now. And the other guy's like, no, turn around. Yeah, he's like, Anderson, turn around. It did feel very Michael Michael and Toby Toby, of The Office. Would I watch, based on the pilot, yes. Um, Considering I did watch the show and continued to watch the show, I didn't finish it. I didn't catch up. I find with a lot of shows, if... I get caught up to the current day and I'm not reminded of the new season, then I just kind of forget about it, which kind of what happened with Peaky Blinders. I just kind of forgot that there was a new season. Same thing with Sherlock. I think I just kind of forgot the show existed and then a new season came out. Um, But yeah, I think based on this pilot, I would continue watching it. The only reason I have not watched season four is because I cannot find it. All right, uh, skins. You didn't say if you would watch it. Oh, I said yes. Oh, you did. Okay, oh, did I not? <laughs> no, I you didn't. You oh. didn't say. I yes. said yeah, okay. I would watch it. Okay, it I just wanted to make sure you made that clear. Episode was just me saying I didn't remember. I, I didn't remember. Audrey, I did not remember. Also, like, <laughs> what, what was what happened ten yeah. years ago? What happened? But skins. So our last show is skins. This was a show Audrey and I watched together in college. So skins is a British teen comedy drama premiered on the channel E4 in 2007. It was actually the first show to premiere on that channel. 
The show is known for its very controversial storylines. It ran for seven series and primarily filmed and was based around Bristol in the UK. So for the most part, each episode is named after a specific character. And then the episode primarily focuses on that character while also having um, like B plots surrounding a lot of the other characters as well. So it's created by Brian Elsley and Jamie Britton, who are actually a father and son writing duo. So they created the show. It had a very um, good critical and rating success, and it has a cult following and actually kind of became revitalized like last year. It became kind of bigger on TikTok, I guess. People were hmm, came into it on based on clothing, I guess, okay. and some of the characters. The thing that's interesting about this show is they replace the primary cast every two series. So the cast will will be in for two series, then they will replace them with a new group of teenagers two years and replace them. So it ran for a total of seven seven seasons, which I think I said earlier. The six seasons, it's, it's three sets of kids each. And then the last season was a, a collective of a few episodes based on a few of the characters in the future. Um, from series one and two. That season premiered in 2013. There was also an American version of the show that was released in 2011, but it was canceled after one season after it did not do well. People were really pissed. America does not like sex and, and violence and drugs in teenage shows. What a surprise. But, you know, MTV can have Teen Mom, so I guess it's, you know, only certain things are okay. Well, that's because they didn't have abortions. Yeah, that's yeah, because yeah, they're trying yeah. to prove a point because that you they're trying not to prove a point. Abortions. They're trying yeah. to push it. Yeah, exactly. Pretty sure yeah. at some point has an abortion. So yeah, the show had a lot of controversial storylines um, dealing with uh, subject matters such as like uh, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, eating disorders, mental illness, homophobia, um, lesbian relationships, bi relationships, um, gay relationships. They had a lot of different subject matter that was pretty. Ahead of its time. Ahead of its time, yes. Where it's a little ahead of its time being that it premiered in 2007. Although they show these things, they also show the consequences of the these teenagers' actions based on the decisions they make. Like, they have very clear consequences. It's not like they, you know, drink and smoke and then, like, nothing happens because of that. It mainly... Um, Quick comment. You're, except for the time that they sink a car... Well, yes, and just yeah, nothing. yeah, the pilot. yeah. There are some things, some things. Not there are exam. things. There are, are no consequences, but a lot of bigger, like ongoing storylines, have consequences based on actions. So it garnered mainly positive reviews. Um, the pilot received 1.5 million viewers. Um, it had an 8.2 rating in IMDb. There also was a large cultural impact based on this there was a thing known as skins party where people would literally try to trash houses like invite hundreds of people to these houses and just trash everything based on the pilot where they go to a... that's because that pilot had zero yes. consequences. <laughs> because yeah, they go consequences. they go to an affluent um person's house and they basically trash it and that was like became a thing that people did and caused a lot of damage and people were really pissed about it you know rightfully so the other thing that's interesting about the show is that there was a lot of licensing issues with the soundtrack. So for series one through three, they have a different soundtrack on the DVD and the international releases of the show than what was in initially on the show in the premiere. I couldn't find out if the pilot had different uh, soundtrack than what was initially done based on the version we watched. Um, I could not find that out, but I did like the soundtrack regardless. So now I will give my summary. <clears throat> 
In this British teenage comedy, follow a group of six-year students as they balance school, relationships, drugs, and mental health. Tony, a charismatic pretty boy, is trying to get his friend Sid laid. Gundry, Slumdog Millionaire, Gilly, and more round out their cast as they booze, steal, and sink a car into a river. He's from Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah. Yeah, Dev Patel. Dev Patel. That's Dev Patel? That's Dev Patel. That's what I told Hannah when we, because we watched this pilot together, and I was like, the amount of people in this cast who go on to be, like, really well-known actors, so Tony is portrayed by um, Nicholas Holt, who's been in tons and tons of things. Yeah. You've got Dev. Great, fantastic. Dev Patel, similar to your list, I think he is one of the most attractive people on the planet. So, it's interesting you say that, because Dev Patel has talked about how, when he was on this show, he was really affected by polls and rankings that would come out that would consistently rank him as the least attractive character and he said it was really harmful for his like self-esteem and like image because it was constantly like he was like seen as like the least attractive but i agree i think he had a glow up same with same with gendry i feel like his puberty was just like yeah gendry is the guy Chris. We've talked about yeah, this. Chris. Gendry. I was like, because yeah. oh, yes, okay, no, no, yeah. I knew that. I knew yeah. that. Chris said someone from Game of Thrones will be in this, and I said it's going to be Gendry. Well, like, technically, Cassie that. and Chris are both become late right. on Game of Thrones as Gilly and Gendry. Yeah. Well, I'm sad um, Duff Patel had issues growing up, but I feel I like that yeah. kind of made it, like, that's also part of the show is like people hit puberty at different yeah. times. And yeah, different yeah. Times. character clearly yeah. had not as much as, right. as, as some, some, some of the other guys. Yeah. Sad. Um, Dude, but yeah, turned out great though. Yeah, yeah. worked out well for me. <laughs> Do you want to share your thoughts though? Um, because you are the you have not seen this show. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time I've seen the show. Alyssa's told me about this show. I've heard. I think yeah. I've heard both of you guys talk about this show. It's very two thousands, uh, which is not an issue. It, it's so interesting because essentially this whole plot revolves around like a guy trying to lose his virginity, virginity, which is such like a almost a strange concept. But um, I really liked it. I thought. I thought this is one of those shows where I would probably need to watch a few episodes to get some more character, like, background. Because there are a lot of characters, I think it makes it hard for all of them to get, like... I don't know a lot about all the characters, is what I'll say. There's specific characters where you get, like, a good understanding of who they are. Um, But I thought... I like that the people actually look the age they were portraying. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times with these shows, they get, like, people who are, like, in their 30s who don't look even close to high schoolers. And we're supposed to believe they're, like... 17 years old. I also really like in a lot of British shows that they get people who look like normal people. They don't all look like pretty, handsome people Mm -hmm. who are, like, flawless and, like, perfect teeth, perfect skin, perfect hair, you know. They get people who look like teenagers, you know, have acne and bad fashion and, like, you know, are still going through puberty and the awkward phase of life kind of deal. Yeah. So I think I like that. Yeah, they it's, do that it, it feels realistic. Feels realistic. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I liked a lot of concepts of the show. I think it sets up a lot of conflict in the pilot, which I kind of secretly love because like <laughs> nothing excites me more than like teenage angst, like where you know you're gonna get a ton of conflict. Um. I thought it was good. I I will say like for me it was one of those where the pilot didn't necessarily maybe hit me as hard as some of the other, a couple of the other shows I watched. But I think that it's like interesting enough as a show to want, to make you want to come back and learn more about the characters. That's what I'll say. Yeah. So I immediately watched two additional episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't love the pilot. Yeah. But I remember I loved once I kept going. One thing that I thought was super 
cool is the diversity on the show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought that was astounding because 2010s, like, I don't know, not something I would expect. Slash, if you look at the rest of these shows, like, it's a lot of white people. In fairness, they are British TV shows. And yeah. Although Brits do have some, you know, diversity. Yeah. Diversity. Yes. They're not known for being accepting of other cultures. <laughs> yeah. Um, considering the wars that they have yeah. raised. Yes. Um, With other countries. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm a Catholic, so I can say that. It's fine. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Makes it okay. It's, yeah, it's fine. It doesn't make it okay, but it's like... It's acceptable for you to say that. I can judge that. Like... You could judge him because you... I also throw stone. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I really liked that Maxie is just an openly gay uh, teenager. Oh, It's yeah, very yeah. clear that, you know, like, I can't remember if he's out with his family or not. Um, I think that gets... I can't remember if that's a, a subject point later on. But, like, clearly this friend's, like, he's very, like, openly out. And he's like, yeah, I want to take my friends, my guy friends out to, like, the like a gay night out kind of deal. Like, that we're doing that. Especially for, like, yeah, 2007. Like, I think that's really, was really progressive of them to, to have this. And I know the show was known for its portrayal of, like, different gay relationships. Like, in different um, series that you have. Really nice to see. And surprising, I guess, for that time period, too. One thing that did bother me about the show is I couldn't find a single quote that really stood out to me. Yeah. I thought the writing was subpar in that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. I really liked, um, Hannah and I were laughing a lot when they go to the rich party and she's like, this is Sarah, S- Stephanie, Sarah, John, Sarah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. Six, just like funny. six Sarahs. Like six Sarahs yeah. And it's like, like Sarah, that's like a very Sarah. common white girl name. Yeah. <laughs> so I did think yeah. that was funny. That yeah. line specifically got me. I was laughing a lot. Yeah. The thing that bothered me is that going to favorite characters, I didn't have a favorite character. And I don't know yeah. if it's because, I'm sure you guys have favorite characters, and partly biased because you've watched the show. Yeah. But just based off the pilot, no one really, like, made me their favorite. Like, at times I I liked Sid because Mm -hmm. I felt like he was, like, sort of the one you were rooting for. I also, like, part of me just, like, liked Cassie because she was just so, like, out there. But I don't think any of them, for me, were written strong enough in the pilot that really gravitated me to, like, picking one of them. For this specific episode, I picked Tony as my favorite character. I think that's in part because the episode is literally Tony's episode. Like, it's focused on him, so you see a lot of him. I really like that they portray him as this, like, like I said, he's, like, this charismatic pretty boy. Like, all the girls love him, but he's also, like, not really a good friend, and he's shitty to Michelle, and, like, you know, and that will continue on throughout the show. Like, he's not a good person, but, like, you still like him regardless of that, or at least in my mind, I do. He definitely, from what I remember, he was not my favorite character from that group. Specifically looking at this pilot, I picked Tony because of that. I picked Cassie mm-hmm. only because she's odd, weird, and is in Game of Thrones. Yes. Yes. We, lo- we love her. We love her, yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite scene, I think, was actually her scene where she's like they think she's like overdosing and then all of a sudden she's like oh i had such a lovely dream and just like wakes up and i was like what is happening then they crash the car into the water and the part after that follows where he's like uh chris and -and so-and-so got out of the car right yes (laughs) so what do you think happened there do you think they forgot to invite them to like i totally forgot they were in the car so did i until they said that and And then they said that i I think um they got out of the car before that point like, they had already gotten out of the car. Do they show them getting out of the car? No, they don't show them getting out of the car, but after Cassie wakes up, I think they dropped him off before they stop so um, Anwar can pee on a tree, you know? I thought that was funny. That's yeah. also a funny quote. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, I did like that. Yeah, the chaoticness of that scene. I really liked when Sid goes to the Mad Hatter, the drug dealer's house. Mm -hmm. Like, I love everything about that. And he's just, like, so awkward and, like, so uncomfortable. Um, But I also really liked the chaoticness of, like, Cassie, like, overdosing and, like, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would watch it. Uh, Audrey didn't oh. say her favorites. I didn't have a favorite. Oh, that's okay. I just that's fine. that. That's okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure we, we, we got to you, so we didn't Just letting skip it you. linger. That's okay. Yeah, I would watch it again. I think it's, like I said, it's one of those shows I think I want to watch because I don't think the pilot is a good representation of what the show is as a whole. Because yeah. Because I think, I think with mm-hmm. that kind of show, it's like, to me, it's like similar with like Degrassi, where there's, not that it's like Degrassi yeah. level, but there's so many characters and there's so much like conflict and, and you need a few episodes to really get a grasp on what the show is and who the characters are. I think you are correct in that. Um, As someone who's seen the entire series, there are a lot of characters and a lot of storylines that don't really develop from the pilot. Like, you have to kind of get into the show to get into it. I would watch it. Okay. Because I did. Yeah, because I did. Sorry. To to get to that point, yeah. I also did watch it, and I remember loving it, and I also just watched another two episodes. Yeah. So, honestly, I might keep going. It's cringy yeah. at times. Oh, it can be cringy. It is. I just remember I did really like it. So yeah. I'll be interested to see it. Because how old were we? Like 19? 18. We started when we were 18. 18. So maybe you have a different so, viewpoint as yeah, as it'll be in the 20s. Mid-20s. Yeah. Because we, we watched it throughout our freshman year of college. So 18, 19. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that'll be interesting. Okay. So let's get into the rankings. Audrey, would you like to start with your sixth place? So the sixth show, I um, selected Doctor Who. Biggest reason is because every other show I've watched, if not once, slash twice, slash plan to keep watching, and to be honest, I do not think I'm going to get to Doctor Who. Yeah, uh, Doctor Who's number six for me as well. I don't think the show is bad, necessarily. I just think that in terms of, like, this collective group, it, for me, is very far down. Like, there's a gap between this and number five for me. I also put Doctor Who as number six. I think that um, the style is, it's very over the top. And I think for some people that really, really works. But um, looking at all these shows together, I just was not as invested in this show as I was other shows. For number five, I put Skins. Despite the fact that I am literally about to go rewatch the show, as the pilot episode, it just didn't hit the same caliber as the other ones for me in production quality, humor, etc. Yeah, number five, I have skins as well. I really did enjoy the pilot, but it did feel chaotic and it felt like, in terms of all the pilots, it felt like the one that, like, I didn't feel was, like, hooked me as much. But I still would watch this show. I just think maybe not the strongest episode. I also put skins as number five for very similar reasons. I think that it, while I really like the show, I think the pilot doesn't do as good of a job as, like, introducing and making you care about characters as some of the other pilots do that we watched. So for number four, I put Peaky Blinders. Um, this is where it started to get hard for me. The reason why Peaky Blinders fell for me was just because I feel like I've seen that time period portrayed a few times. And I didn't immediately want to know what was happening with the guns. I kind of felt as though there was a lot of plot development and not a lot of leading me to continue to watch. Yeah, number four, I put Peaky Blinders. It's the first time I've seen this pilot. So I think that the other three shows I've seen before that are higher. And I think it's a really solid pilot. I just think there's three better pilots. I think it's simply the fact that I think 
top four for me are all very strong pilots and you could probably rank them however you want but I think that in terms of it it was the weakest of those four. I definitely agree with the top four being very very close and I had a hard time picking so I actually put Dairy Girls as number four. I think the reason why it's the lowest of the four is that while I think the show is amazing and like would highly recommend it I think the pilot is not like the strongest. I think it's a good pilot and it introduces everything, but I think the show builds as it goes. I don't think it starts off at a really, really like extremely high note. I think it's really good, but I think they're better pilots. For number three, I put Dairy Girls. I love the show and I just like two other shows, pilots more, but I love it. Yeah, number three, I have Dairy Girls. So we're gonna match. Uh, maybe. So I'm with you. I love the humor of this show. The dark humor really works for me. I think it's a super funny show. And I actually think the pilot was a pretty strong pilot. Like in terms of giving me who the characters are going to be going forward. It's very true to who they are throughout the show. So number three, I have Killing Eve. And so this is the first time I've seen this pilot. So I don't have the background of the whole show to focus on. So I think that's part of the why, why it's not like number one or two. I think it's a really, really strong pilot. I was really engaged, but I don't have that connection to the show that I do have with two others that I think makes it maybe the pilot feel more memorable or feel more like strong because I know how the show goes. Um, so that's why it's number three. For number two, I put Killing Eve. I thought it was a great pilot. I really liked it. Nothing bad to say about it, except for like the one critique would be I think it didn't set up what the rest of the season is going for Okay. as much as other shows. Yeah, number two, I have Sherlock. So we have a, we have a difference. Um, I think Sherlock's very strong as a pilot. I, I love that it doesn't feel like 90 minutes. I love the humor and I loved how engaging and entertained I was throughout. But I'm going to be totally honest, bias played a huge role in my number one ranking. I'm going to admit that right now. So number two, I also have Sherlock. Um, I really liked this pilot and I forgot how much I liked it when I rewatched it because it's been almost 10 years probably since I watched it. I think the cinematography is really well done. The character interactions are set up really, really well. I think it was definitely um, benefited by being in a movie length um, pilot because you get character interactions and build up that you couldn't get with like, you know, necessarily get with like a 20 minute pilot or a 30 minute pilot. I just think it's all around really, really well done. I put Sherlock for number one. Everything you guys said holds true. I also thought it was so funny, mm-hmm. even though I don't, it's not a comedy. Yeah. And I just, I thought I was going to not want to watch it. And I just immediately, I tried to watch it again. <laughs> um, number one, I put Killing Eve. Like I said, this isn't completely biased, but this to me is like, in terms of rewatchability, I don't know how many times I've rewatched this pilot. A healthy amount of times I've rewatched it and I don't ever get sick of it. And I think it's funny. I think it does a really good job of setting up the characters. I do agree with you though. It does not, in terms of where the season goes, it doesn't really do it justice for that. But I think they do a good job of like laying the base work down in this pilot. Um, so number one, I actually have Peaky Blinders. I love the cinematography of the show. Like this pilot is shot so well the way they seen things the way they set up things like the introduction of grace like the inspector coming on this train like the way they set up these characters and the character interactions i just thought were so well done and i 
in rewatching it was like, wow, I really like this pilot. Why I wish I like would have continued watching it or I'm all the way caught up and I'm of these shows that I've seen previously, this is the one I'd be like most excited to continue the show again. I'm not including Killing Eve because I haven't seen it. Um, so now we just run through. So just like read through your list six to one. Okay. Like in order. Yep. For number six, I had Doctor Who. For number five, I had Skins. Four, Peaky Blinders. Three, Dairy Girls. Two, Killing Eve. And then number one was Sherlock. Um, I had number six, Doctor Who. Number five, Skins. Number four, Peaky Blinders. Number three, Dairy Girls. Number two, Sherlock. Number one, Killing Eve. Um, and then I have number six, Doctor Who, five, Skins, four, Dairy Girls, three, Killing Eve, two, Sherlock, and number one, I have Peaky Blinders. That's British TV shows. That's British TV there shows. Part one, probably. Part one. I, I think we'll do... Probably do a part two. Probably do a part two at some point. Yeah, this was fun. Glad we could have you. Thanks for having me. I had fun. Yeah, it was yes. a fun time. I'm concerned I haven't peed and like. Yeah, me too. I was thinking yeah, about I how like two hours ago. I was thinking about how I have not peed yet, and I'm like, yeah. But um, we have our Instagram and Twitter, our email. You wherever can you find like us, to us at. their questions, comments, concerns, love to hear them. We will be back next week. We're starting our Christmas time. I said that weird. Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> we have three weeks of Christmas. We're going all in. So you can have that to look forward to if you are feeling in the Christmas spirit, looking for a fun time. A uh, little ho, ho, ho-ly shit. <laughs> We're here. I've said that before on the podcast. Like, that was from like a year ago. I know. It was from a long time Christmas. ago. But yeah, we're going to be back. We're going to have some fun. Uh, finish off the year strong. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's R, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat.